and welcome to The One One. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 88 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. It's a beautiful sunny day in Perth, Western Australia, and an absolute pleasure to be teaming up with Australia's best tipster, the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. <laughs> Australia's best. That's very good. What an introduction. For uh, July. For July. Yes. It's, it's lovely to uh, it's lovely to be here with you, BJ, as always. So, and what about our guest? Our oh. re- he's a regular these days, isn't he? Well, I reckon if his stuff was public, I reckon he might have just about been number one after the July he had. Mm. Welcome, the, uh, welcome back, Pistol, Pete, Antonitz. Got it. <laughs> Can't remember <laughs> July. That's <laughs> all such a blur. It took six days ago. <laughs> yeah, Jeez, you know. we've got the old. Uh, we've we brought the bike pump uh, along, haven't we? And the old tyres are getting a bit of inflation early for the lads. But uh, no, good to have you back, Pete. Um, yeah, there was one person that said having back on, so we said all right. And that wasn't me. I'll just mm, point that out. Yeah, it's friend. Oh, <laughs> getting the hard word put on you by uh, by uh, members of the the East Coast. It's difficult to spend too much time in WA without. Uh, Receiving a little bit of pressure to to return to new home. So um, when are you back? Yeah, don't know. Depends if Qantas actually has flights over the next few days to a week, mm. and if Melbourne explodes again with more COVID cases mm. and lockdown. Oh yeah, jeez. Life yeah. of a nomad. How's Perth been treating you anyway? Uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. The punting has been above average. You've been on course. I have mm-hmm. on course. Controlling the yard. Yeah, well, more just like falling asleep on the rail, and you know. Uh, there hasn't actually been too I hope much. Hope you haven't to... been paying to get in. Have you been paying to get in? No, definitely Good. not. Free entry. Why am I meant to? They pay us. So Pete's back. He's always a very we, we we bandy this word around a bit, don't we? But he is a very popular uh, <laughs> guest here on the podcast. And thanks for uh, agreeing to chime in again today, Pete. And for all those who'll be listening to the the mastermind uh, later in the show, that was actually. Uh, Pre-recorded. So mm. Pete recorded that outside Terry's house, uh, 11HQ, and uh, and since then has uh, has entered the studio and, uh, and we have commenced recording episode 88 of The One One. So Pistol Pete's here. Terry, just had a quick little uh, mm. reminder to our listeners that the guru, he did win the Tip Stalker Tipster of the Month for July. That is nationwide. Congratulations, Terry. And uh, back on top. And... Um, we, and before we move any further, we need to thank my father, Bernie Cups Ryan, coming on the show last week, uh, telling us all about the National Jockeys Trust and National Jockeys Celebration Day. And uh, it was great. Lots of positive feedback from everyone I spoke to regarding Bernie, and um, yeah, very well spoken. Uh, how did he go at uh, at Belmont on Saturday with his few words he had to say? Yeah, yeah, he uh, he always does quite well at those yep. things. That's his time to shine. He uh, did really well. Did the apple. Did you, sorry? The apple. What's that? Doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Terry. That's right. Now, uh, but he he did say that he can't, He's he's been ringing me every day trying to book himself in for um, for part two. So. <laughs> Spotty's having a real field day here. Spotty's just so, having, he's got the squeaky toy out. He's having a big drink from the bowl. He's been trying to hump Pete. Come on, Spotty. We're trying to record so, yeah, podcast, buddy. Po- podcast mascot, Spotty mm. the dog. He's uh, running a bit of a muck here behind the scenes, but... Um, so yeah, thanks again to Cups for uh, for spreading the good word of the National Jockeys Trust and all the good work that they do for riders, past, present, and future across Australia. Now we did have the 
2020-2021 racing season came to a close on Saturday. It was the horse's birthday on Sunday, August 1, but Saturday was the final racing day of the year. Congratulations. they're aged in the race book. That's it's correct. It's not actually their birthday. Their birthday would be the day they were born. Yes. Um, did you did you end up finding out Dig Deep's birthday? No. Uh, I don't really to? care that much. Yeah. It, just, it just upsets me. Yeah, greatly. It just upsets me, yeah. There's yeah. a few things that get my goat. That's one of them. You don't like it? Don't like it. No, okay. no I don't mind it. It's just yeah. that's not their birthday. Because if you if you think about those two words individually, day of birth mm. is day of popping out vagina. Mm. So <laughs> fair enough. So congratulations to the to all the premiership winners uh, across Western Australia, especially the metropolitan winners, Chris Jockey. He, uh, Chris, Chris Jockey. Jockey. <laughs> Chris, Chris Parnham, champion jockey. Uh, Adam Durant, yeah. champion trainer, and mm. Lactar. Lucky Rails Romoli, mm. he won the Champion Apprentice Award. Um, I reckon Lacto won everyone's favourite jockey, a punter's favourite jockey for the year as well. Punter's we, power. We were calling it the two kilos, the one and a half, the three kilos, whatever, whatever it was at the time, the gift. They're thinking about renaming it um, the Stoyle gift next year to the, the Romoli gift, apparently. <laughs> what was your highlight of the Jeez. racing season, Terry? Uh, not this podcast thus far. <laughs> um, my highlight. Uh, oh, being on course, um, it helped having the big prices when Pikey won on Inspirational Girl. The scenes post-railway, uh, post um, yeah, they were more akin to a, a grand final at the footy. It was big too, wasn't it? Because he had sort of, uh, the Pike train had gathered so much momentum with his success on the East Coast. And then yep. he came home, first meeting back was Railway Stakes Day. And then he's... Uh, He's pulled it off. Yeah. And big plunge, like big money too for the Yeah, for the it was winner. unheard of. Yeah. It was, yeah, tens into twos. And it was, uh, but it was more than even people that didn't back inspirational girl were up and about and loved it. And um, yeah, absolute scenes that you don't see at a race course loved it. Um, from the punt on a personal point of view, uh, Spotty's humping Pete again. <laughs> uh, probably uh, in December, we, um, Invictus Domini, we back 250 to $1.50, not that big a deal, but the, uh, Nah, nine lengths plus at 200 to one. That was probably an enjoyable watch when you got up by margin 9.7. Um, yeah, so that was that was a bit of enjoyment on the punt for the season. How about you guys? I must say personally, Amasinus. Mm -hmm. just, just all of them? The, all of the wins. All of the wins. I think I don't think I've ever made that much money off one horse in one season, let alone in a couple of months. But you always been late. Yeah. So like every every start she was just drifting, drifting, get a little bit more on. It was just magnificent. Um outside of that, I think probably the highlight for me was actually seeing Celebrity Queen dead heat in the Oakley plate. I was on course at Caulfield, thought she had won. Oh, it was just torture. But at the same time, it was still magnificent to see another WA victory, dead heat, over in Victoria. It's just been a, a never-ending procession almost. Mm, Pike was uh, horizontal on the line too. Yeah, it? it was a magnificent ride. And, and obviously, he went to another level in, in Victoria. Uh, not sure he's necessarily brought it back with him, but he oh, also have a few. Hang on, little pot. Yeah, not just, riding well. He's not, he was riding at such a good level in Victoria. All right, tomorrow. I'm just going to jump in here. Tomorrow, you've got a horse in a group one. Pike, Parnham, anyone else you want? Who do you put on? If it's a back marker or a midfield horse, D-Lane. <laughs> was he in options? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> was he in Perth? <laughs> no, uh, I, think, I think overall, on balance, Chris Parnham's riding better at the moment. Good. I like that. And you're getting the market, still getting a little yeah. bit of fat in the market. Yeah, 100% you are. Mind you, Pike's riding Ella Fellow in the last yesterday. 
mm. how it should be written. Completely. Mm-hmm. But I was just standing there afterwards just going, well, why don't we see this more often? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a type of horse and, and it's funny. We saw how many horses did we see yesterday uh, dropping back in sharply in trip and winning time scales, one, 1,400 yep. But the way they're racing at the longer journeys, because the drop back in trip is something that always concerns me, but when they're picking the lids and, and racing in that type of manner, um, the drop back in trip can be a real positive attribute. And I think Ella Feller, because he said to BJ before we started the podcast, I think Ella Feller can probably win black type if they continue to adopt those type of tactics because you'll nick one. Yep. You'll, you'll go through the grades. You might have days where your horse, it just this Ella Feller doesn't turn up and doesn't want to be there and he's beaten 10. Then you'll have other days you win by six or seven. So yep. I love it. And as you said, there should be more of it. Mm. My highlight for the racing season was the same day as Terry's was Watch Me Dance winning the uh WA guineas for uh my mate steve wolf it was his first he was he's into his 70s steve and he's been training for a long time it was his first ever group two success a race he'd been trying to win for a hell of a long time and that was it was written by my brother-in-law sean mcgrady and it was also the same day that my son harrison oh. was born so uh it was a big day november 21 2020 for uh everyone for the ryan family everyone concerned so that was great but i must say the race of the season hands down was the perth cup i don't want to talk about it i knew you were <laughs> gonna go there uh nerf bosk versus truly great chris parnham versus william pike neville parnham versus team williams it was an incredible staying event and it was just what the perth cup should be and it was a bit of magic back for what used to be the greatest race in western australia and um it was fitting it was a fitting sort of slugfest it was just such a epic battle and uh that really that was the most the most excited i've been about wa racing all season that moment i thought it was incredible the grand finals were very very good this year i mean even the Mm. railway stakes i mean too close to sun really took it up and and tried as hard as possible and then pike's brilliance got inspirational girl over the line and it was, it was the map as well because yeah. too close to some was forced to take a sit, probably a bit yep. of horse rolling, and um, it, it was a, a few, a bit like a lot of Pike's railway stake successes in Elite Bell Galaxy Star. Um, this one, Inspirational Girl, Regal Power races just yep. with an abundance of speed, and it suits suits Bob basically. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah, they were all absolute crackers. Truly yep. great. It was unexpected. Circled them, put them away. Phenomenal. That was a good collective yep. myself. Remember oh, that one. Well done, Pete. I Remember that. Good for you. So Chris Chris Parnham rode. Uh, over 200 winners. William Pike still managed to ride 154. Parnham did his in 998 rides. William Pike did his in 763, and their strike rate was almost identical. So Parnham was 20.10 and Pike was 20.4. If Pike and Parnham stay, both stay riding throughout the season in Western Australia, who wins the West Australian Metropolitan Jockey Premiership? Pike does, and I think if you watch Chris Parnham's interview with Julio Santorelli after the last, um, basically Parnham, Chris, Chris is a pretty pretty straight shooter at times, and he said, "Look, people see you like get the sit and steer jobs on some of Bob's superstars, and then they put you on theirs because they see you winning." But most jockeys, anyone could win on those type of horses, and that, that's nothing against Pike. He gets horses home that most people couldn't, um, but Pike will continue to get those rides ahead of Chris while he's available. And that will mean that Pikey wins the um the premiership. But uh that's close. that's purely that, that's purely from opportunity. I'm talking about opportunity rather than skill. I'd still I still think Pikey's got something on Chris. Um but there the gaps definitely closing. Chris is very young too. I think he's got another level to go to mm-hmm. actually. But yeah it's gonna be a fascinating battle. I did read in the West though that uh 
Inspirational Girl and Superstorm will be kicking off their Victorian campaigns for Danny O'Brien next week and then the week after or something like that in the Lawrence and then the Memsey. They will be written by Damien Oliver and Damien Lane, I believe. So at the moment with the COVID situation, I don't think Pike's going to be venturing over to Victoria until later in the spring where he will hopefully be teaming up with those Cerise and White. So does he stay with you, Pete, when he comes across? Uh, look, I'll have to, you know, run that by the the landlord. Um, You're not, not allowed, not allowed wizards in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to make a joke there, but I probably shouldn't on air. Um, <laughs> oh, no, play on. All right, let's move on. Yeah. All right, something to look forward to. We did get some. We were sort of banging on about a lack of uh, initiative, a lack of innovation, a lack of positivity in Western Australia. Terry and Pete, uh, we did get this drop a, a late last week after the podcast was recorded and it was an announcement of the uh, $30 million commitment to infrastructure and prize money boosts in uh, Western Australia, thoroughbred racing. So uh, there's going to be, obviously, there's the big redevelopment at the Bumby Turf Club, which the industry is funding. Um, there's also some other infrastructure that's going to be spread out amongst the various race clubs. But importantly, the prize money for listed races has gone up to 125000 Hoping for a little bit more, but that's a good starting point. But features at Bunbury, Pinjarra, Kalgoorlie and Northam, their cups and sprints, they're going to be a minimum of 150000 So we were sort of requesting and asking for there to be more of a gap between the features and your standard Saturdays because I really think that the lack of prize money in the listed races has really impacted the quality of those races. People are reluctant to go there. Especially at cop points. Exactly. The mm. People are so, participants are so ratings point sensitive that it becomes a no-brainer. Like, why would I go and run in a uh, Aquanita Stakes or a Belmont Guineas or a Belmont Classic when I can just win a mm-hmm. um, win a 66 plus and get four points against the older horses and still get my West Speed? So we need to make sure that there's a distinguishing a mark and an incentive for trainers and owners to compete for black type rather than just being a filly or a mare. So I think this is a good starting point, 125000 for listed next season, 150000 for those big provincial features. So that's that's some encouraging news coming out of racing and wagering Western Australia. Yep. I guess there's still more to come, but, you know, you can't necessarily implement everything all at once. But I think for me, the, the big one's going to be Bunbury and how that impacts the racing season in general. Really, really looking forward to that because Bunbury is such a consistent race course anyway, but now it all changes. So, look, that, that for me is probably the most exciting thing that's happening over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think they're just going to have to start ticking them off now. Hopefully a bit of uh, bit of money can get spent. Maybe some government funding can get spent at uh, Belmont Park, get that up to scratch, and um, and then we can sort of start getting building some momentum and uh, the future start looking a little bit brighter for everyone, for all us WA racing lovers. Um, all right, preview time. Let's get into it. All right, take a break and we'll come back with our preview for No When He Stakes That. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Nalwini Stakes Day, BJ Ryan, Terry Layton and Pistol Pete Antonitz. We are recording episode 88 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast, potentially award-winning podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> At uh, 10.48 a.m. on Thursday, the 5th of August, 2021. Did you like that one, Terry? I did. Yeah. So uh, there's a bit of a, bit of a uh, word around the traps that uh, The One One is, uh, is, 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 in the, is in the mix. Yeah. 
is uh, is nominated in the field anyway for the 2021 Thoroughbred Racing Media Awards. What do you think of that, Pistol? Well, well deserved, I must say. <laughs> You're independent, which is a good start. Not funded by anyone. You're not slaves to any schmoes out there. You turn in week out, week in, week out. Put your voices on the line. And everyone tunes in to listen. <laughs> we should. We, we, just, we were just we, very attentive to that. We should, we? we should send that in as our pitch for why we should win <laughs> the award. Very good, yeah. yeah, just go to minute whatever this is and uh, and listen to Pistol. So the yes, yeah, so the the faithful asked for it, and uh, yeah, the nomination has has been received, and uh, we're in contention for the Thoroughbred <laughs> WA Racing Media Award, which is quite incredible. So Pinjara Racing this afternoon. Belmont on Saturday, Carnarvon on Sunday, and the fields are just coming out for Ladies' Day at the Broom Turf Club mm. this Tuesday, which features the $40,000 Broom Sprint. Every day is Ladies' Day for Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Terry. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city meets, get out, stakes, competition. And don't forget our new look, Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing Mastermind. BJ. What's happening with the your Friday um, expeditions these days, Terry? Betfair Edge, SEN, download the app. Now, is it correct that you have a very special guest on tomorrow Terry, Brad Parnham. Brad Parnham's on tomorrow. Yeah, we had uh, Craig Staples last week. It was good to have a chat to Craig about uh, Jockey Celebration Day um, after we spoke to your old man as well. I mean, great a bit of talk a chat. to Craig about Great Shot. It was great to talk about Great Shot, actually. Yeah, and he gave us some uh, really interesting little uh, tidbits about uh, the Fureverse True Attraction Battle and the chat he had with Pikey past the post. So that's still on uh, on the app to jump on and have a listen to. We've got Brad Parnham tomorrow. We'll ask him about Indian Pacific. He's got a big book of rides. There's a few questions I want to ask him about a, a couple of runners. Why is there a bit of a gap between runs for Double Spice and this and that? So we'll try and get a bit of information. We'll try and ream him out for a, uh, a few tidbits. But, um, yeah, on air tomorrow with... Miles Fitzner, BJ. Very good. That's the <coughs> Betfair app on uh, the uh, Betfair, the app. Bet, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if you're in New Zealand, it's the Betfair app. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Betfair Edge on the SEN app. Um, so yes, this uh, if you need more guru, you know where to find him. So <laughs> moving on to Saturday, uh, the seventh of August. The rail, this is at Belmont Park. The rail is in the six-metre position. Is it, Is it going to be in the six-metre position? Well, what happened? What well, happened last, last week? Well, last week was a tough, tougher day last week. So you got to blame the fact that the rail moves. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Yeah. Uh, it's dry, so it should be at the six-metre position this week. How's it going to play, Pete? Even. You reckon? Yeah. Why not? Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's the best way to allow yep. for. I'm worried these later season tracks, they get – torn up a bit and it's just it just seems to be very difficult to make ground more often than not um that's what worries me but you got to allow for fair what was, yeah, what, was what was the track yesterday on pace six, on pace. six? yeah uh eight six 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 yesterday i think i think it'll be oh, a soft six Sorry. so it was a so we got 20 degrees oh, 20 oh, degrees and yeah. sun today 22 tomorrow can't believe it this is just this is big for us it's been wet and cold and miserable. Uh, but there is more rain coming on Saturday, two to five mil, and then three to eight mil on Sunday. So, um, yeah, I think this is probably going to be the best the track has been for quite a while on a Saturday. So, fingers crossed. It's funny doing this form. Usually we get a, a real wet track, and that's the outlier. Now we're doing form 
on a drier track, but all the recent form being on wet tracks. Yeah. So it's uh it's a unique one in that sense. You sort of have to make a determination with some horses. Um, and we'll talk about one in race one. We'll get mm. to it very quickly with Buster Bash. Yep. Comes out and wins like winks and on that run it's a dollar fifty. But well, did it just appreciate the that the um the real sting out of the ground and rolling to the top. So they're determinations you need to make for yourself and probably allow for it when pricing a few. Tell you what, I did get some welcome relief from the Perth winter last mm. Sunday. Made a mad dash on the charter flight with a couple of my good mates to oh. Port Headland Cup Day. You ever been to Headland Cup Day, fellas? No. No. Cross it off the bucket list for now. For half BJ dirt, half grass. Half dirt, I half grass, it, yeah. which is wild. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> which is like, why? But it's great all the same. And um, yeah, it was just so I ended up uh, ended up having a great day. Uh, right, right. In front of the winning post, Port in the members, Port Hillen Cup. Oh, some of the names there. Huckle? Uh, Paul Huckle, yes. What but about, uh, I went up with Hawk? Uh, Christian Hawkins. Hawk? Yeah. Uh, went up there with my good mates, Brian Kay and trainer Toddy Harvey, yeah. and uh, caught up with a few other good friends there on the day. Uh, Sean McGrady, he went up there for two rides, two wins. He won the cup. Bang, bang. On uh, Staden for Gary mm-hmm. Gilberti. Um, it, was, it was a great day. Uh, End up being a pretty sort of wild old night up there in Port Hedland. The world famous Pier Hotel got got a run, but uh, but now I came home first thing Monday morning, and I must say that it was such it was it was such a relief to get some 27, 28 degrees sun on your mm. on your face uh, up there in Hedland and get a bit of respite from here. But if you haven't been to a Port Hedland Cup, it's a great day. Get an opportunity, check it out. It's good. Maybe fun. BJ might invite us next year. Pete, what do you reckon? <laughs> You go, hang on, no, hang on. That's Huckle sent out the invite <laughs> to the guru as well. Yeah, Nicola was getting her wisdom teeth out, yeah. so I had to had to remain there while she lost a few of her brains. What's one of the what's one of the country cups that you really want to do, Pete? What's something that you think far out that looks uh, that looks like me? Well, hopefully this year I'll be making my debut at Kalgoorlie. Are you on a Kalgoorlie? Oh, I booked stop it the last three it. years. Stop it. I have not been able to attend any of those. Have three you booked years. yet? I have booked. Wow, yeah, Brad's booked as well. I haven't booked yet. We've got a dig date first up in the Annans. Oh, so I'm going to have to go, aren't I? Yeah, I'm going to have to go. There's only the, the top end accommodation, so it's like you're already good, Nick. Um, I've already booked mine. mine. Hey? I've already booked mine. Okay. Yeah, so. Can I go to the cup? Yep. So that that's a good starting point. But outside of that. Anything deep country? Yeah. What about like, like a magnet or something? Birds, I would want to go non-tab. Yeah, you know, okay. I'd get really off the beaten track. Some of the 230% books, the yeah, cookies exactly. on course chuck up. Oh, look, you know, how hard can it be? Yeah. Hey, tell me Marble Bar Cup. Big, big event. Could, okay. could be on and the could, could be on the list 2022. They reckon it's uh it's the it, if you're gonna go like a off the beaten track, that's the one to go to. That's right. that's the mail anyway. Pod, podcast trip, get the bus. Yeah. Yep. How far is Marble Bar? No. To plane in it. It's a while. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a while away. But, uh, but yeah, so that is uh, – so, anyway, uh, hats off to the Port Hedland Turf Club putting on a good show. It was well uh, received by the by the locals, and I think they have a public holiday on the Monday everyone, um, as well. So it's a good opportunity for everyone to, to get involved up there in the Pilbara. So race one, eh? Let's do it. Race one is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap over 1,600 metres, and Terry just – Gave a little teaser when he just spoke about Buster Bash. Now, Buster Bash is the $2.15 favourite. Um, what do we make of that last start wet track domination heading into this probably firmer track? Jockey change as well. 
What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts on the Buster Bash situation, fellas? I think you have to be very careful with those last start figures. Um, if you're going from a data point of view, heavy or even wet to dry. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and even, even the ride, like looking at it from a sectional breakdown point of view, Went out early, really slammed the brakes yeah, on, was under time. a hold to the 200 and then just and like- And the horse loved the hold as well. Yeah. Didn't resent it. Which is very difficult to do. Yeah. We saw Christy on Next Stop the Moon yesterday. Yeah. She tried to do the same and the horse just said, no, nah, I'm cracking the shit to you. Yeah, that was one of my yeah, me too. few bets for the day. Anyway. As soon as it started playing on pace, 80 yeah, well, or 80. That's okay. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. At least going to go one. Did it? Has it won yet? Hold. Has it won? Up the inside. Uh, yeah, I actually had a lay lay four bucks, but I yeah, was I just too. I was mentally committed to going go anyway. Don't we have to be so, don't you have to be somewhere yeah. very society? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry, yeah. uh, Terry's been wrapping us up all, all morning well, already. And then got uh, a little luncheon then- <laughs> on. We got a luncheon on, we're a quarantine zone. There's just a lot happening, sorry. All right, let's <laughs> just make this very simple then. Uh, you cannot back Buster Bash at the price, mm-hmm. but Bang it's on. impossible to price it. Yep. So it's a no bet race. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bang on. I was say, I would have said what Pete just said, but I would have taken about seven hundred words to say. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would be doing the the surf point thing, Terry. Oh look, no, you can't just because you were unlucky and um, you should have won the race. Flashing like, surf, light, and it's yeah. a major flashing light. That was a very weak class one, and it was on a heavy track again. So it's yeah. best form. Those two best runs were on the on the wet surface, so um, it can win. But um, yeah, nine bucks doesn't really. Grab me. I'm 260 Buster Bash. But again, Buster Bash isn't a super quick beginner. Um, I think Star Present might even have to lead this 1,200 up to 1,600. Um, I thought it's been be good in Cal. It's been three wide no cover both times. One. Yeah, it's yeah. been good in Cal, but $4.20 for a horse, 1,200 to 1,600 a mile up in class. Mm. Like, not for me, no matter um, how good you might be. So, yeah, now I'm going to um, I am gonna uh, look at what Betfair throws up for an each-way roughie. I presume Luke's choice, I'll see $25 late each way. Uh, wrong part of the track last start. Prior mm-hmm. start wasn't suited staying. Prior start was a really nice win, and I thought Vital Flirt had its chance to get past Luke's choice then. Vital Flirt's gone on from then, but I still think that's a reasonable form line for this. And if, if we're getting 25 bucks and four fifty a hole late, I'll have something on, but. Yeah. Jared Noski's doing well with Luke's choice. Oh, Pete's he? nodding. I actually had the exact same roughie. That was the well, one to yeah, watch. I, I had him, I'd, yeah. say, I'd seven bucks initially. I'm, I yeah. pulled it out to 11, um, but it's one I'm not worried about the 15s. I'll just yeah, jump on that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about Buster DeBash before we move on is mm. two starts ago, he the defeated Memorable Miss and Decoy Bell. Both of those horses have won since. And last start, he defeated Go Bella, and she came out and won the other day as well. So Go Bella was five lengths back to the third horse. The yeah. four lines are huge. Four Everything are huge. about it ticks boxes, but yeah, um, yeah it's just about just price. price you know, yep. if it, I, in saying that, if it went up, and I've actually got a notation, if it, if it went up three dollars, I was playing. Mm-hmm. I was okay with that. You know, I, I had no issue getting involved at three bucks. That was worth the uh, the risk. But I was. I was three dollars as well. The, the horse that, if um, gets out to double figures, that I might have something on his uh, surf point. Um, even though, as Terry said, it wasn't. It was a flashing lights run, and it wasn't the strongest race the other day. But I don't think this is the come back well. This isn't the strongest race either. No, so. exactly right. Megadon gets a mile as well. That hit the line really, really nicely mm-hmm. um, late last start. So it's a race where I, I've basically marked about four of them an equal second favourite, and, and even get it to a wild price. Uh, Luke's choice, the main one, I think will get there. Um, happy to play. So back the drifter. Like the drifter. Race two, the crown, towers, plate, 1,000 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. Uh, barriers have thrown this into uh, – have thrown up a 
few different variables here with uh, last up win in the front bar, barrier 11 of the, uh, so the outside gate of 11 runners here, the front bar, William Pike, impressive last start winner. Biamonte is uh, on the, um, ran second last Wednesday week. It's drawn a bit bit wider as well, but uh, there's a couple of horses resuming here, Terry, which um, I think are probably a bit above average. They are the nine storybook for Trevor Andrews and the 10 my Fury for Darren McAuliffe and Chloe Azapati, who both of them got back into uh, the winners list for the first time in a while uh, yesterday with, uh, what was that horse called? Goldfrap. Goldfrap. Not yep. Goldfrap. Goldfrap's yeah. a band, I think, from memory. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on the early season three-year-old contest? Pete? Uh, looks pretty tough overall. The, the map's a little bit of the the hardest part trying to work out yeah. this race. I mean, who's actually going to lead? This state of power is a little bit slow away. Last start, but can settle on speed. I reckon that was a um, an anomaly. Yeah. Power. I think it just had a head down or something. Yeah, it yeah. did. Had its head down, yeah. Um, you know, winning aces has shown speed. But they've been reluctant to yeah, lead exactly. on the trials. Yeah. They've been sort of holding it back. I'm not sure if that's just, you know, Brownie playing a little bit of tricks. Mm. The front bar was completely and utterly blessed last start, and I was really happy to take it on wherever it went next start. But- this isn't much of a race. Mm. Blessed and it also copped some pressure from Regal City and the yep. horse that was three deep. I can't think of it. And it still managed to kick clear. Yep. And the second, third, fourth horses settled last, second, last, third, last. So either you go, well, it was a good win because it won the race against Patton or it won the race because nothing near it could go well and the three from the back over a 1,000 ran second, third, fourth. So yeah, there's different just, ways of looking at it. They didn't go that quick. So I think that was probably more yep. that. <clears throat> what, what are we saying? They're all two-year-olds. Well, now- Three-year-olds. Uh, look, my Fury, I don't think, is a 1,000-metre horse. I'm surprised it's gone up this short. But, it, again, probably didn't have any luck in either of its runs last preparation in what was deemed to be good races. So uh, I can understand why the, the early market sort of found it. Um, storybook's obviously drawn to a disadvantage. I think it will get back. I've, I had a bit of time for defending in its first prep. Didn't do anything on debut. There was no money for it. Are you worried that it will be on the back foot? A little bit. But, again, we're getting a little uh, bit. Oh, <laughs> Good. See what happens. What, 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 what was your defence like on Terry. the cricket pitch, Terry? Uh, not bad. I yeah. once um, I used to open the batting uh, for the junior team because everyone else was scared to face the new ball, and yeah. um, I once got a seven. I got out the seventeenth over on zero. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Mate. One of our listeners, Declan Shembury, he was a, uh, he was a fair, fair reasonable cricketer. And Sponge, Sponge bowled every ball. Really? Yeah, he played a- played Luke a, Finney. Played a high grade, Luke Finney. Was yeah. Declan a uh, cricketer, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he played for Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah. I never played against him. Those two would have played a bit, but um, yeah. yeah, no, it was pretty ordinary. Um, horse racing. Uh, I wanted to back State of Power, but it stepped mm. in the trench last start, and that's been a, a rule for me this year. Don't back the horses that have a misstep at the 150, 170, 190, whatever it is. Post-trench. The following Post-trench, no, yeah. no. Why is that? you think it mentally cooks them? No, no, just in case. It, I mean, it's like running running any sort of race and you just twist your ankle or roll your ankle in the final steps, you know. It's that's no really guarantee you're going to pull up completely perfect the next start. And look, yeah. we're talking about a $4 chance. Yeah, exactly right. I'll wait to see it parade and that sort of thing, but that doesn't help our listeners here. So uh, mm. I'm going to be sitting on my hands, might have a very small bet on defending um, from gate one. Again, I that trial stays in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But from, it is from last preparation, yeah. which is a bit of a concern. But um, obviously we saw Celebrity Witness come out yesterday, just go straight to the front and completely- Do you reckon they knew? 
A horse oh, has never been ridden forward in its life. Never really had gate speed in its life. Joey has a party, rides it like that, and it uh, shows good fight to hold off. Stella, Stella Fair? Stella Fair. Stella Fair, yeah. Here in May. Mm. I reckon they knew. The money well, well. come. It was 55 bucks bet fair SP. But I don't know. Yep. Just the way it was ridden. It, to me, it looked like they knew. I don't know. Congratulations to the PSD. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, well done. Um, yeah, Pete summed it up perfectly. Uh, the horse, I thought my Fury would get under the guards and I might be able to get some 10 bucks each way. Um, but that's you, you probably get a late, to be fair. Maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to hold off and hope yeah. for that because it, it should have won first up, uh, beating Oceanic Rider, who ran fourth in yep. the Perth Stakes. It was probably the run of the race in the size. Yeah, it was like, four yeah. wide. It was wild, yeah. like wildly good in the size. Yep. Uh, trial, trials were good too. The trial on the 22nd of March, it, it was held up the entirety as well yeah. when, when beaten so far. So, um, Recent trial, 400 meter hit out doesn't tell you much, but it tells you it jumped better, yep. which is good. But it's probably three back the fence with um with Chloe on, so it's a difficult ride from there. Yep. Um, but yeah, if I get 10 bucks each way, that'll that'll be me. But yeah, one of those four win and defending's my outsider as well. But I'm 11, 12 bucks, so the 15's not huge. Uh, front bar for me, uh, any sort of steer from the uh, gate 11. Just about getting out. Yeah. And um, I think I've got a lot of time for storybook that probably should be two from three. It was three wide no cover with Christy Banner on board. She didn't read the script, did she? she storybook. Spell out on me jokes today, uh, So I don't mind. Don't Couple mind story. Idiots on the podcast. Don't mind this, uh, this filly from the Trevor Andrews yard. And uh, yeah, should be two from three. Uh, should have finished a lot closer in that recent trial when um, sort of ridden by Holly Watson. That was the 19th of July. No surprise to see Storybook give this a bit of a nudge first up. But a tricky little race for mine. Yeah. Race number three. Here we uh, go. Free entry to Belmont Park Handicap. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I wasn't sure I was getting excited about that. But, yeah, we, it's, it's just exciting that it's still free entry. Um, what do you think, Pete? It's good, enough. Yes. Over the thousand meters, a sixty plus. Uh, is this the Will Chino benefit, Peter? Uh, if it does what it did last start, it wins. Is there any reason it won't? Um, who is definitely leading Ooh. this? I've got it in the breeze outside Express Time. I, I thought they'd go to the seventy-two plus with Express Time, and this would have been an absolute gift for Will Chino. But um, it's always something being in the breeze. It's a little bit more difficult. But um, I think Will Chino will probably relish being back on top of the ground as well, yeah. rather than the be eight. So. Yeah. Um, look, if a horse like Requisition, and I know you've got something to say about Requisition, Pete. Horse like Requisition can grab the back of Will Chino. It could make it interesting late uh, if you're looking for something of value at $11, 12 $13. Um, but I, I think Will Chino was holding Requisition really well to the line over the final. Even though the call, Darren's call didn't make it sound that way. I don't think Requisition took any ground off at the final 50, 60 metres. So Will Chino, it's a, it's a really obvious map for me. Mm. Um, finds the breeze. Doesn't win by probably a, a length and a half like it did last. That's probably just a half, three quarters. But um, yeah, should win. I'm 210. So I don't know if I'm going to get my price. Yep. Nothing further to Requisition, add. what did you have to tell me before? Oh, it was a bit fat. bit fat in the yard last time. Well, I say a bit fat. It was fat. Yeah. Um, spotty fat or had spotty covered yeah oh wow and uh, doesn't have a second up record i would be waiting at least another run based on how it looked but okay. it still ran okay through the line like you can't really yeah. dispute it like yeah. it did look like it was i agree i actually think it was peaking yeah as it was hitting that line sort of mm -hmm. loomed up looked like it was taking ground but it was peaking as it went through the last hundred uh i'd be waiting another start or so. And look, we, we've seen the money being pretty much bang on with the Pope Yard in the city in at HQ. So if it's 11 out to 20, it's not winning. Yep. If it halves in price. Well, uh, there was a Pope runner at Northern 
recently. What was that called? Been a few probably. Chaluk. Oh, Chaluk. Yeah. yeah. Chaluk. Unacceptable. Chaluk. Unacceptable. Was that a big drifter too? A big, I, big drift. Uh, quadrupled in price, basically. But I'm not sure. But the yeah. stewards' report said. Uh, it basically said, "Grow up, Brett." Yeah, grow up, Brett. It said, mm. uh, "Stewards inquired into the poor performance." I know into into Shaluk and was uh, Mr. Pope was told that this performance was totally unacceptable. It was completely Schizenhauser. <laughs> totally unacceptable. And there was a brilliant, brilliant stuff yeah. on the stewards. That's uh, it's accurate for sure. Harsh but fair. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, but uh, that was an, that was interesting. I don't think I've ever seen totally unacceptable in a stewards report before. It's but, good. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I've sort of had not. They should use the word the dog shit. Probably. <laughs> well, you know, whatever term. But I, I think that's it's good to see. I mean, not not taking aim at um, at the stable or anything, but I think we should see it more often and applied consistently. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're a bit wishy washy with yeah. our language when it comes to that sort Absolutely. of that sort of stuff. So totally unacceptable. Bang, lift, Brett. Yeah. Lift. Um, any, what? Who are the possible horses that could knock off? What will just not here? turning up? Just not turning up. Yep. Not yep. turning up. I think if it gets in a war with Express Time, it's stronger than Express Time. Express Time's two wins. His campaign have been off seven days, so respect that. But I think Will Chino has got uh, a kilo and a half less than Express Time. I think Will Chino is a better horse than Express Time, yep. so it's still yet to go through those grades. Um, Dacia is completely unsuited back to the thousand. That's yep. a bad placement from Fred, um, which I've never said before. Uh, one horse I think went really super first up. This isn't its race, and we're going to wait for something midweek. Is Nobility. I liked mm. its trial. I liked its first up run for Magic Mike, but this is it's a midweek horse. I wonder I how think. Magic Mike got his hands on um, Nobility. Was good it, one to pick up though, because it, it pushed yep. Dunbar on um, on debut, yeah. and it's run some really well, nice I've always, races. I've always liked Nobility. So, yep. horse, so yeah. we'll, we'll keep an eye, but um, we're not going to be backing it. Uh, backing here now will will chino for me especially hearing that from pete the the one i thought we could have found some value on is requisition um but listening to pete there i'll message him after the race if requisition wins and use some profanities punt price for will chino fellas uh i'll probably i'll probably have a bet at 225 i'd want 250 but that's just more my mentality yeah as opposed it's to probably anything. a better mentality that yeah. too to be honest i just like gambling so bj right. you're with us Race four. Ah, uh, yes. Will Chino will win. Okay. Uh, race four is the Bernard Couch. Oh, fellow Bernard. Bernard Couch Memorial Handicap over the 1,600 metres. And uh, not a bad. There's only the eight runners in it, but it's an interesting little race here. Terry, are we doing the Aberdeen Queen thing again? <laughs> no, we're not. No, that's that's enough for me. That's enough for Aberdeen Queen, I think. It actually entered a couple of weeks ago on a very suitable race and didn't accept. It might have just been because it was only, I think it was on a seven-day Backup or something of that nature, but um, no, we can't do that. Mr. Delegator, oh, first of all, the speed map point of view, have we got a, a thought process? Process? Uh, if, um, do we think uh, Aberdeen Queen, not Aberdeen Queen, Mr. Delegator, I'm trying to multitask, you can tell. Mm -hmm. If uh, Mr. Delegator will hand up to Nelson's flight or will uh, Katie Southern kick up and lead? I think that if Nelson flight comes across with speed, that Kate, so Kate Southam will hand up. Would similar be, similar would to a, first up, yeah, run, 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 second, run yeah. and ready to ride. Yep. Would there be a preference from the Harvey Yard, do you think, to lead or to sit? 
I don't know if they're big leaders, the Harvey. I reckon they'd be yeah, good preference I've to see. Got that feeling yeah. myself as well. Yeah. Which I think I think is probably the wrong decision okay. for the young apprentice, fifty-four and a half. I I just love to be out in front rolling, taking the sit. It's always a little bit more of a difficult ride. Um, and you never really know what with Nelson's flight whether it's going to stop yeah. on you or whether it's actually going to take yeah, you to the race. Exactly so, right. Yeah. Exactly right. So it gets. Um, I mean, he's he's he's, he's pretty consistent. Got six and a half uh, on Vital Flirt yeah. for their last run a week ago, and it's going to be a dry track, which should suit Nelson's more so, but. Um, um, now, the one I like, it's it's imperative that it's that uh, Mr. Delegator kicks up and okay. his flight lands in the breeze. Um, yeah, I think I think a horse is going to get under guards. It's currently I think twenty twenty one dollars. Some agencies, I think, I think it'll probably be longer. It's Arnie's boy. Um, this is a little bit wild. Um, it's drawn out eleven or worse in six of its last seven. Mm. Some of those runs like at Northern Pinjarra and you go Northern Pinjarra, the WA Day Cup, Class 5 to Crystal Dane, Native Chimes was flying at the time. Like The runs were huge. The only time it was drawn to gate this campaign, it was held up the entirety behind Concord Zone and it would have won the race comfortably. The run, just, it's just been so big. Two starts ago, he went 1,400 up to 2,100 on a heavy eight. Went to the breeze after working hard. The horse can't stay. Forget the run. Then last start, Lucy was out the back and decided to work all the way around him to get to the breeze, beating 5.8. It's just two runs you can forget. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that it's had enough this prep, and there's a big chance that might be the case. But um, Arnie's boy, its last two wins were eighth up in its last two preps. This is ninth up, so it's a horse that can race well deep into campaigns. Just If you just go through and watch all the previous runs, even going back to the Gerald and Albany runs, they were on cold pads or the wrong part of the track or like the runs are simply huge. That Pinjaro third to Crystal Dane was monstrous. That was unreal. Yeah. Have a look at the um, the third to Sowar, deep the trip mm. on, on a race where, um, yeah, you want to be making ground. So And Sowar's frank that form because mm. it's, it's going super. Um, so yeah, Arnie's boy is going a lot better than the price would suggest, but it's a horse I think that's going to have to land one one back in Nelson's flight. Get out, get a head start on horses like Bad Wolf, Aberdeen Queen. Um, but it's going to be above my price. It's going to be each way. So uh, Arnie's boy for me, and Bad Wolf's over my price as well. So I'll have something on it. Hey, isn't this sick? <laughs> what are you on? It's the same horse. Arnie's boy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to get it's it. So I wish I didn't go high pitch then because I feel like I've ruined it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Cut that out. <laughs> We can do it again. <laughs> Arnie's boy. Arnie's boy. <laughs> You're backing Arnie's boy too. Indeed. Um, it's just the map horse. Like it, it, this race is really interesting from a tactical point of view because I agree. I'm not exactly sure who wants to lead more out of Nelson's flight or Mr. Delegator. And in the end, I thought neither. Mr. Mount Walker will get every chance in the world just sort of sitting off them. And we've seen Shooter's on it, isn't he? Yeah. He's riding really well. Uh, I've seen so many times when he's just got that little gap. He's sitting there on the fence. He just pops off. So he's basically in the 1-1, but with no one on the inside. Yeah. He's just dictating races from third yep. position almost. It's very, yeah. very good to watch. He's but getting Arnie, horses to go better than their ceiling, just yeah, about, I reckon. completely. But I agree. Arnie's boy, I can't really see where else it sits in run. Uh, it's my, but the problem is, for me, if Nelson's flight crosses Mr. Delegator, we probably land in the breeze. And I don't know. In saying that- Four starts ago, it was three deep, no cover. Yep. So, and that was a huge run. So, you'd think that the breeze isn't the end of the world. I just don't think it's a horse that wins from, from the breeze. The breeze yeah. I think it needs Mr. Nelson's flight to run a nice race in the breeze and get the cart up on it and get going. I mean, yep. Aberdeen Queen's going to be out the back in last, and 
with fifty nine, it's 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 lost me at three dollars fifty nine. I think Vital Flirt's not far from its mark. It was lucky to get that win last start. Um, it's still it was, good. Three wide yeah. the entire. Oh, was the, that was where yeah. you wanted to be in the yeah. runs, I reckon. Um, it's going to be a slightly drier track, which won't hurt a McFlirt. Uh, won't help a McFlirt mare. Um, I definitely. I'm not saying it can't win. Yeah, like Nelson's fire gets six and a half on it for one point yeah. three lengths, yeah. um, but loses Brad Willer and gets Victoria Corva. Um, yeah, it's a risky thing saying Vital Flirt might have reached its mark, but I just think it's now under the odds for where it's getting to yeah, the race. Sure. Yep, type thing. So, oh, Mr. Delegator, I thought. Um, Cold inside pad last start, we reckon, too. I'd still jury out, which yeah. makes that win better. Mr. Yeah, Delegator. yeah. I, I think Toddy Harvey's going to have a bit of fun with Mr. Delegator. Mm. Formerly, was it Tiana Robertson? Yep. Yeah. I yeah. uh, did win a race sort of over the Ascot Carnival with Mitchie Pateman on board. Good uh, debate. Bragwell. Mm. Uh, <laughs> still got nightmares. Um, <laughs> uh, good good record on the mile, three from three. And uh, Kate Southam didn't do a lot wrong on him. Last start when he won at Northam, and uh, he just sort of kept rolling, and it was a uh, it was a pretty good win. I think he can elevate further off that. Again, like as Terry and Peter mentioned, the the Nelson's flight thing is the is the big fly in the ointment stuff for, for Mr. Delegator. So if Kate Southern can get get it right and maybe get a bit of the rub of the green here with some with a bit of luck in in running, Mr. Delegator, if it can build into the race on a especially on a sort of a if it's a slow track, not not so much um, a good track. If it's slow track, I think he can he can have a bit of an edge there as well. And I think uh, rolling along uh, full head of steam, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be hard to hard to get past. Only fifty four and a half kilos as well after the claim. So I think this is a really good race, good placement here for uh, Mr. Delegator. As a punter, mm -hmm. would you prefer Mr. Delegator led? If you if Nelson's flight doesn't come out and chop at it wildly, I'm not saying just yeah. like be be mad. Yeah, I would I wouldn't, I wouldn't like Nelson's flight to come across sort of neat, and then Mr. Yeah. Delegator's box seating and Kate Southam has to think her way through that situation. Especially then, because you, you're be a better chance of having to out sprint Bad Wolf, Aberdeen, Quay, Mr. Delegator, because they get closer to you if you take a park. So, yeah, um, yeah, you'd. you'd Prefer to see it out uh, out in front. What's what's the money going to do here, Pete? So I'm surprised it's anybody else in the world who's found Arnie's boy. My plan was always to wait. I'm nine bucks, um, and I knew that was. I, I knew my price was irrelevant because I didn't think anyone else would buy none. No one else has probably got that much patience. I didn't think um, it's only a small field. Uh, I don't think we'll see any money for Spookwood. I don't think we'll see any money. I think Mr. Mount Walk as well under the odds. I think it's one that'll drift. Um, Nelson's fly the old boy. I don't think he'll get a huge amount of support. There's so always, there's always a bit of money around for Bad Wolf, though, isn't there? What? Yep, there yep. is. What yep. do we expect um, the Arnie's Boy price to do in an eight-horse field? I would expect it to shorten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I reckon it's got to be one of those ones that's like uh, 12, 11, 10, 9, yep. 8, 50, something like that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, better get me phone out and text me Barry Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> text me Josh Bowler. Um, yeah, okay. Anything Arnie's more boy each way. Yeah, it's not much of a race. No, it's not. It's 100% right. Arnie's boy each way, I'm not expecting to win. No. <laughs> and good luck to yeah. Kate Salvin. She's trying to post her first Saturday Metro yep. Bowler and winner. Well done so to three. Chloe after yesterday as yes, well. Yes, Chloe has a party. Yeah. Good to see her that back. Was a good ride. The winners list. Now, mm -hmm. let's take a break and uh, for our pre-recorded WA Racing Mastermind, sponsored by the good folk at the Mundaring Hotel. All right, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Yeah. <laughs> located Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Go and check it out, punters. It is a ripping 
joint feed flutter frothies family atmosphere drop in and see the publican in butchie o'connor say good day make sure you let him know that you listen to the one one and as i always say week in week out he'll roll out the red carpet for you that is Free for frothies. sure sorry free frothies you never know yeah you never know okay. uh last week terry mm. tommy wolf yeah, blew his house down. He, he did. He uh, he upset the dual carryover mastermind, Matt Price. It was a, quite a decisive display, actually. Mm, yeah, um, flexed. Now, he did flex. So the wet tracks, uh, they've wreaked havoc over here in the West, Terry. And not only have there been lots of scratchings on race day, but there's been lots of scratchings for the mastermind as well. So we've had a couple of late withdrawals. And uh, as a result, Tommy will be lining up against our guest podcaster, Pete Antonitz. Pistol. Pistol Pete, thanks for stepping up to the plate, mate. Look, it's no worries at all, but congratulations to this week's victor in Tommy Wolf. I mean, <laughs> just an outstanding performance. Uh, probably won't even need to say anything because do I lose points if I get it wrong? <laughs> uh, you lose respect from your fellow co-host. Um, you might lose some, you might lose some podcast, subs. You might lose some subs as well. Yeah, you might lose some subs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's all right. That's all right. I've, I've, got, I've got no respect anyway, so it'll be fine. <laughs> so, Pete, um, uh, Pete might yeah. be la- pressing the lay button on, on the Betfair Exchange at the moment. He doesn't yeah, sound yeah, very he's, confident he's do- at all. Uh, so, um, but there has been, after we announced the, uh, the, new, the new lineup, there has been a little bit of money trickling in for, for Pistol. So, we'll have to, have to mm. monitor the markets just to see how it plays out. But uh, thanks again, Pete, stepping up late notice. But uh, back attempting to make it two masterminds on the bounce. Tommy Wolf, welcome back, mate. Hey, boys. How are we? Good, mate. It's always, uh, it's always good to have a, uh, a reigning champion mastermind uh, coming, uh, coming back on the, on the program. How, how's the week been for you? Uh, not too bad, yeah. It's same old. Not going to lie, I thought I'd get a bit more fame and fortune from it, but that's all right. Maybe after oh. another victory this hang week, on, if I get on. one, Tommy, start rolling Tommy, in. Tommy, mate, you were trending all over social media on uh, on Saturday after you strapped Mervyn to victory in mm. the uh, National Jockeys Celebration Day Sprint. Uh, it's fair to say that uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram lit up. And, um, mate, it's just – don't you reckon, Terry, it's just something about this podcast, you get – People on, and then all of a sudden, success just seems to success. Seem to, success follows people. Yeah. Exactly right. Last time we had Pete, and I think he just about tipped the card. I think we and, all had a pretty big day. But, so. but Luke Fernie, that's, he had a bit of a lean trot. We get we get his leading hand, Tom Wolf, on the show last week, and all of a sudden he's back. Well, exactly right. It's hard to argue with uh, a bit of magic facts dust. and figures. Yeah, a bit of magic dust. Yeah, we've clearly uh, we sprinkled it on the Australian swimming <laughs> squad before they went to the Olympics as well. So. And our favourite beach volleyballers as well. They're, yeah, they're through to the uh, <laughs> they're through to the gold medal game. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Tommy Wolf, Pete Antonitz, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a terrific battle. So, just remember, fellas, your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Over to the guru, Tommy. I've got you. Um, I've got you a dollar twelve here, by the way. So, and that I think that's pretty good shopping. I'm yet to get one right in about twenty editions of this. So, um, I do apologise in advance if that's the kiss of death. But challenger. Are you ready? That's oh, that's me, isn't it? Yeah, yes, 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 I am. Give him a point. Give him a point. Yeah. Uh, mastermind, are you ready? Yep, ready to go. Three, two, one. Question one. Neville Duncan's famous Oakland Park stud colours, 
They will be carried by both the front bar and Viamonte in race two on Saturday. Name the horse that wore them when winning the 2007 Maccabi Diva Stakes at Flemington. Pete. Pete? Mm, Was that uh, Pete or Tony? Morasco. Morasco. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I saw, I, I've had a bit of a... Uh, <laughs> All right, one nil to Pete. That there sounded like go. Tom, didn't it? It sounded no, like it Tom, Pete, but it was Pete. definitely the, the word know. Pete. I thought Tom got his name wrong, which is fine. Yeah, that I know my own name. had no chance to hear that one, boys. So. I've got people looking at me in my car as I'm yelling stuff into a phone. <laughs> I mean, like... Well, in all fairness, Pete, a lot of people speak on the phone in their cars when they're parked, so it's probably not that abnormal. <laughs> how, how old are you, Tommy? Uh, 20. 20. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have been... Would've been I'm going to get that one. Maybe. Should have been watching replays by then, Tommy. Come on, mate. Surely you had a 365 account when you were, when you were seven. <laughs> All righty. Question two. How many winners did Chris Parnham ride in season 2020-21? Pete. Pete. 152. That's just – that's always – I'm going to – take a point off? Nonsense. No, he's, he's, that, that's one warning. One that's warning. one warning. No, that's incorrect. Tommy, you got a free hit at it. For the steal. Um, 201. Oh, oh, Tommy. Tommy. One or One or 152. And you, you buzzed in so quickly like you yeah. were confident. I think that was like, a, like oh, I'm, a one in, I'm a one in a hundred chance here. I'm just going to pluck a number. That was like, that was like the, bl- the, the bluffer, the boozy bluffer at the yeah. poker table. Like we just pay it. Oh, you sound confident. Unless he must be right. Yeah, okay. That's all fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Oh, question number three. Who was the original trainer of Blackheart Bart? Um, Peter Vaughn Sigley, correct. <laughs> it was dearie mate. Who used to ride him? This isn't a question. I was just thinking, who was who was the first sort of regular rider? Black Art Bart. Akinishi, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I was going to go with Glenn Smith. Paddy Carby rode him. Yeah, a lot I was going to say Glenn Smith as well. Pa- yeah. Glenn Smith had the most success on him. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, All All right, come on, Tommy. Need a lift here, so buddy. We don't want to get, we don't yeah. have to call Pete next Two week. Two Pete, Tom one. <laughs> All righty. Uh, last year's Calgary round. West, oh. Western Te- oh, was it the round or the last, last? It's a blur. It's a blur. Western Temple won the Coolgardie Cup. Friar Fox, the Boulder Cup. Who won the Kalgoorlie Cup? Tom. Tommy. Uh, missile launch. Hey, he did missile launch. Two all. Backs against the wall. Wow. He responded. Wee. Two, two. Which all question right. are you going for? Go for my one. Go go my question, I reckon. The tough one? Yeah, the tough one, yeah. All right, this is, this is, <laughs> this is a guru special. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next question. What do inspirational girl, celebrity queen, and too close to the sun all have in common from the 2020-21 racing season? <laughs> I thought we'd get duck eggs from this one. Hey, uh, Pete. Peter. Peter. Guru backed them all and they all lost in <laughs> Futures Multi. <laughs> Tommy, that's, you know what? Actually, hey, I, I is know that around second in the group one. Oh, oh. That's, it. <laughs> that's it! Hang on, but did Pete get it? Nah, no. Oh, I don't think so. No, Pete, you you didn't actually know the answer, did you? Let's just let's have an honest conversation here. What do you mean? Well, Tommy just said they all ran second in a group one. Was that what you were hinting towards? Well, I mean, to a certain degree, but no, no, I'll give it to Tommy because oh, I was just making fun of you. I thought it was too nice to do a drive-by. Controver- I did like the uh, the drive-by, though. No, I'm happy awarding it to Tommy. Tommy Wolf. Yeah, Tommy Wolf. That's very impressive. 
So, that's so just cute. the answer to the question was, give it again, Tommy, just for the listeners. Uh, they were around second in a group one. Mm. That's Correct. a terrible question, by the way, Terry. <laughs> I reckon that's a cracker. Yeah. I reckon that's a cracker. Just a difficult one. That was you got to earn it. Leave your losing moments at home, TL. Leave, you, leave yeah. the losing moments at the door. That was, uh, that was for the tiebreaker too. But anyway, Tommy Wolf, two on the try. It was hard for it. It was hard It was hard for it. He came from 2-1 down, uh, lifted. A bit like uh, a bit like the Spruker last Saturday, just just lifted. That's five straight for the Spruker. This is two straight for Tommy Wolf, and we all know what happens when you make it five straight on the Mastermind, Terry. Oh, it's the it's the Christmas party, the be all and end all. Yeah. Christmas party, yeah. Well, Tommy, he's that's that's the major goal. That's everyone's major aim at the end of the day, isn't he's it? He's on the march. He's yeah. on the march. Congratulations, Tom. You are the Mastermind once again. Pistol Pete, you were we'll you're a, a worthy worthy <laughs> challenger. Is out the front. We'll see you in a sec. But Tommy Wolf, will you be able to uh, make it, try and make it three straight next Thursday morning. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll give it a crack, please. Now, also before, casual before, yeah, he is. Yeah, the other one. I think everyone else let it get to him a bit. I think Tommy Wolf's probably going to have more staying power than the other uh, champions. He's not. He's not gallivanting around or letting it go to his head. So I'm no. backing him in to go the full five. Here. No, he's very level headed. Mm. He's he's not at the clubs till three in the morning. Just no. uh, you know, <laughs> with the, with a game the next day. He, or leaves, he leaves at four. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, question is. Yeah. Your your brother Matt? Yeah, Matt. Apparently he is sniffing around for a berth on the mastermind. Can we have a uh, brother yeah, he wants one, but can we have a brother versus brother uh sort of setup? Do you think that, that'll that'll work? Oh, and if we can, did if but... if we did have that, uh what would uh what would Matt's chances be, do you think? Oh, Jake, he's very zip to me pretty comfortably, I reckon. Um, <laughs> pretty superior in just about all aspects of life that folks. So yeah. Oh, I mean you can get him on, but Oh, I've just said you're nice and um, <laughs> I've just been saying that you're, uh, yeah, you're staying, uh, not getting ahead of yourself and uh, he's already yeah. calling it three zips. The, so. the quote from uh, Tommy me. was, I'm superior in all facets mm. of life. <laughs> I like that. Good stuff, Tommy. We'll, we'll speak to you again next Thursday. That $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail and uh, congratulations and good luck on the weekend. Pistol Pete, we better let you in the front door, mate. Pistol Big thanks, so Pistol stepping up yeah. late. He was a late, late nom, wasn't he? I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I feel a bit guilty now. Do you reckon that's what he was saying? Sort of. He was, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He get didn't, the, he didn't, he didn't get yeah, the question. He right. saw the opportunity to either a win the hundred dollar voucher or b have a uh, pot shot at me, and he decided the pot shot was worth more than the hundred buck voucher. So. Um, he's right too, actually. Yeah. I don't think I backed Inspirational Girl for the Kingston. I was on an inspirational girl for the railway early, all the big prices, but I definitely was on too close to Sun to Kings, save. Yeah, that was a saver in the yeah. railway. And who was the the wind? Oh, and Celebrity Queen. Celebrity was like the fifties. Yeah. yeah, I was on. Uh, Fuck you, Pete. I mean, one of the best. Bugger you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tommy Wolf, uh, very sort of laid back kind of character. He's yeah. uh, he's out for three straight next week. Now I've got we've got lots of guys who uh, guys and gals who are who are uh, um, keen to join in on the mastermind. They couldn't do it this week, but uh, just. Big shout out to all our listeners out there. If you want to have a crack at the Mastermind, it's a worthy title. It's something to aspire to, and with and especially with the Olympics on, like you, you, you need to. Uh, that's, are you comparing the Mastermind to the Olympics? A little bit. I just I actually stopped listening to you for the last little bit, and that's all I heard. Well, yeah. Well, how can you chime in when you haven't got the full yeah, context of the discussion? Yeah, fair enough. Um, so anyway, guys. 
Girls, listeners, peoples out there, if you are interested in becoming the uh, next WA Racing Mastermind, hit us up on Twitter at The11Pod and we'll put you on the list. We've got a few people teed up. Let's see if they can step up to the plate next Thursday morning and take on, try and knock off Tommy Wolf. And we're back with the Mrs. Max Handicap, 1,000 metres, ratings 72 plus. Guru. Oh. Silk and I's best. Best. Yeah. This is just a this is a horror show race. I, all I'll say is if you're a Dia Dellarata fan, you probably don't need to jump off because you don't yep. get you don't get a map like this over a thousand mm. meters very often. Like I, I this think, is almost a gift for Dia Dellarata, but I'm, well, I'm silk, silk in terms of like the map yeah. and the setup. Like this is a better setup than what it's won with its first two starts. Gonna have a, but well, Silk and I's is the way I'm going for sure. Wild call and say they're gonna try and lead on Ambiente and ride it like guts out of the gate with the blinkers on, but I don't know if we'll be able to hold out Dia Dellarata. Dia's not all that quick, but this prep has come back quicker for the first hundred meters. But uh, guess, depending interesting. Doesn't have to lead, though, if it's a good it? if it is a good four, which is probably unlikely, I'd say it's gonna be a soft five and wet on the day. But Dia Dellarata's one from thirty eight on good tracks and mm. seven from 17 i think on wet so it's probably going to be a soft five so it will be wet but close to the drier side of wet um phone me is six in, into five dollars fifty it's very interesting isn't it interesting is that placement. tommy johnston money oh i'm 51 dollars. so um <laughs> if phone me wins i'll hang on let me think about this yeah i'll give it up give, give what up let's be Everything. very specific the pun the pun <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Never. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a dollar ninety-five silicon ice. It's beginning better than anything. Its its runs have been huge. Mate, that last uh, second was- to Amasinas. Third was don't fuss in that race. How it gets him fifty-six here is just. Deary me, like I, my worry, was, my was, worry is it could land in the breeze. It end was up in the breeze. It was four-one no cover the entire yeah. last uh, silicon ice and just kept coming in a race dominated by the three horses that settled on speed. Yeah. So, just. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I'm keen. I, don't, I, I think even if Kira ends up without cover, because if not, I, I, maybe Transgressor comes across and lands in the breeze if Dia Delarazza crosses, or maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. Got stuff would impact. Does it matter forward. if we end up in the breeze with Silken Eyes? Maybe not. Pref- cover preferred. Cover yeah. preferred. I, I can, it's jumping. Matt, she, Maddie, could, she could lead if she wanted to. Maddie Derrick, staff would impact. That's the horse that's going to um, create yeah. the cover. Yeah. I think that we will be aggressive on transgressor though. Yep. That might not be the horse you want to be on the back of, but if you can just get a soft sit for two, three hundred meters of the race. But yeah, I'm a dollar ninety-five silicon eyes and what are I we wish, talking here? Nah, two forty. I haven't really yeah. Opened up three dollars. Yeah, which, that was wild. Yeah, I, I missed that. So um what's a bet price for you? Or where, where are you? I'm just presuming. Oh uh, no, I've I've got exactly the same. You, you can't ignore what it did last start off the off the data and it's got such good thousand meter figures dear delaraza i think the trick with that is it's had really good tempo races first mm. two starts and it's a tempo horse needs like to be off and rolling oh that's a query here i'm not exactly sure if they go handlebars down if they just ride it cute i think if they ride it cute it doesn't cook yeah yep. basically and it will get out sprinted by silken eyes either way mm-hmm. because it can handle slow and fast tempo there's just a lot of horses in this race that really aren't thousand meter horses yeah they aren't um, and they just aren't horses at the moment well yeah. the only danger to those two is um is the first up for michael grant ham is state attorney over the thousand meters it's yep. got the top line um sort of form to to match it so um i'm looking forward to talking to brad about that tomorrow on the wa betfair edge and see if he's had a a sit on it do you like that Good. Um, bit, of, bit, yeah. of, bit of seamless cross promotion there, by yeah, exactly. But I don't know what, what what's Silk and I is going to do price wise. It's two forty at the moment. Um, what's a what's a what's a lock and load price? What's a bet price for 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 Ant for the Ant now? 
take it? Well, I, I think you'll get better on the day if you shop accordingly, but then I'll get – I'm expecting it to hemorrhage late. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that I, depends on how much attention you want to you want to be means playing. But. I look at around the market and you look at the other horses and you go, Dia Della Arts is not going to get any shorter unless unless it happens to be a soft six, unless somehow that occurs, yeah. right? Yeah. Phone me, I can't be seven bucks. It's just it's got a length. And state attorney, I think it's about its right price. Eight, nine dollars is yep. fair. Um like Little Fish, Ambiente, Point Taken, like a Jaguar, the other ones around there, they you're just not going well enough to get within three or four or five, but they're they're not going to be well found. So you've got to move 128 percent market down to 100 percent market, and it's yeah. I think the rest can go out while Silken Eyes um, shortens. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So if you can get 240 plus, I'm a dollar 95, and I could not get it any longer. Like that was the longest I could get it in a 95 percent market. I haven't priced it, but on my preliminaries, it's going to end up exactly the same. Which we'll start, with the start with a one. Yep. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. I was two twenty five, but yeah, I can. When you slice and dice the horses and how other markets, this is yeah, it could sharpen up. Yeah, time, like. certainly could. Thank you to Brad for the three bucks early though. Brad's been a real good nick lately. Actually, I'll give him a little pump up. This is uh, uh, yeah, who, who you talking about? Going super. Brad uh, McManus. Brad McManus. McManus. He's yeah. been in, in very good nick lately, but I think he gave us a he gave us all liquor with the ice cream. A little liquor with the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> what flavour? Uh, Neapolitan. <laughs> oh, yeah, all three as well. What about uh, what about trio? Remember Trio? Uh, no. Hey, remember Trio? Remember Trio? No, no, no. Trio was like was Neapolitan. Was that in the sixties? Neapolitan, but it was like uh, yellow, green, and white. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> elite. It was like Aussie summer. Was, yeah, Peters. That's crazy. That's Olympics. Wild bring, it yeah, yeah. bring it back. Bring it back. Michael Grantham, state attorney, fifty-five thousand at the recent Magic Millions winter sale. Obviously, uh, purchased from. The powerful Peters investment operation. Blindfold off. Crossover noseband off. Earmuffs pre race only. Might be a learning experience. On. So, uh, but 55,000. So uh, I like what Michael Grantham's yep. doing. He's impressive yep. uh, the way that he's placing his horses, the way that he's traveling his horses, his jockey selection. He's ticking a lot of boxes, is Michael. And I noticed that there's a few um, big. Uh, heavy hitters in the harness world that are in the mm. ownership of this horse, including one Gary Hall Jr., the mm. leading leading West Australia's champion reinsman as well. So yeah, he's a yeah. he's a trainer, made a very early call to follow him. Um, we might forget we had a good the, collect. We might forget him on the show. Yeah, Michael yeah, Grantham, yeah. definitely. We had a good collect on uh, top trade early for him. Um, yep. And it's uh, as he's making his way. But, uh, yeah, to get a horse like hit wiggle off Danny Morton and get it winning a Saturday race, uh, he's improved horses from Neville Parnham and he obviously improved Captain Chaos, which, which we'll get, get to later. Very soon. Uh, a lot. So, um, yeah, good on him. He's fine. Yeah, young fellow with a huge future in the game. Big. Race number six, the Amelia Park Handicap, over the 1,300 metres. The two fancies, Giant Leap and Notorious One, squared off in a fairly similar event two weeks ago giant leap uh pinching a bit of a break and uh saluting first up for william pike and notorious one on one rain somehow managed to scramble into third after doing everything wrong you would have thought yep. i don't think you could you could you could perform as poorly from a manners point of view and still run as well like this horse is a serious talent but just does so much wrong um skin and tins last start winner terry mentioned double spice earlier in the show as a horse returning from a, a slight freshman but is capable on its day down in the weights. So there's a couple couple other runners here that 
you could uh, swing your attention to as well. Throw to Pete. What are your thoughts on uh, the Amelia Park Handicap race number six? This looks pretty hard. Um, I'm not really that keen to be playing here because you make cases for a lot of these horses. There's the unknown, obviously, with Double Spice. Manhattan money comes to the city as well, and that's been going really well in Kalgoorlie. There's just a bit too much going on here. If the track's playing even, it's just going to come down to luck and running. Living the dream third up out in front as well. Yeah. Just need, you need a bit to calm down here. It's just a bit too much happening. Yeah, I know. This is just a sensory overload. Well, <coughs> Day five, Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. And we've been out for dinner the previous night. Look, Notorious one, I think, should have still should have won last start, despite doing everything wrong. Mm. You know, it was clearly the one, but- I don't think this is more suitable. In fact, I think this race is less suitable for mm. it. And as a result, I'm just looking at some of these others and I don't really know which angle to take. London Miss has been going really well um, and does map pretty well here. But Probably better um, on the back of the horse, London yeah. Miss. Probably hands up to living the dream. It's, a, yeah. it's almost a box seat 1-1 one, one horse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Miss, yeah. I'm really just searching for, for angles there because, yeah, there's, there's not a great deal of edge. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no. Um, I'm sort of with you there, yeah. I'm uh, I'm hoping that money comes for Giant Leap Hard again. I think it was a horse that was a beneficiary of the, the wetter track um, the other day. Uh, I think it's never had a win on the firmer going, um, BJ. It's not that it's going to yeah. be a good track. It'll probably be a yeah. soft five. But it's the record on the soft is five starts, three wins, two yeah. seconds. Yeah, but it's just it's obviously just aesthetically a, probably a less impressive horse on the wet as well. Mm. Ends up three back the fence, and the back of Living the Dream, London Miss, is probably going to be a good spot to be here, actually. So it's going to be hard to beat. You know it's going to get the run. You know it's going to get the ride. Um, so the other day- Giant Leap was 390 into 350, and in the same race, Notorious won, opened 330, ended up 350. So they end up starting equal favourites, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think there could be some money for uh, Double Spice pending what, um, from the barrier. It'd be interesting to see why there was a little freshen up there. Maybe they were waiting for the dry tracks, even though it's one on the soft. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, could, could be a fresh horse as well. Oh, yeah, I'll wait for Betfair, see what the track's doing. But I am I like to avoid horses. It can be Ed cases, but I'm, I think Clint Johnson or Porter going back on Notorious one could be telling. If we get something near four bucks, I'm 310 Notorious you one. You can ask Brad about yeah. Notorious one. Didn't he ride it last night? Yeah, he did. He did. So, um, yeah, that's probably the way I'll go. But if the track plays hard rail bias, I might end up with Pete on London Miss if we get a late price. It, it'll be really dependent on the day, but for yeah. now, I'll go with It's a late shopping one. race, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. There's definitely nothing early. All right. Race seven is the Seapelt Wines Handicap, 1,200 metres graduation, special conditions, ratings 60 plus. And, uh, yeah, it's very exciting to see the return of Captain Chaos for Michael Grantham, young trainer, also a uh, – uh, driver, rainsman, uh, rainsman trainer in the harness racing world as well. Former jockey as well, Michael Grantham. He's got a few strings to his bow. He uh, he took over the training of Captain Chaos last preparation. Four starts under his tutelage. He won his first three, uh, before, and then he ran third at Ascot on the twenty fourth of April before a break. He is one hundred and five days between runs, no trials. Barry eleven, apprentice Lacta Romoli claiming two is Captain Chaos. Chaos, even though he does have a little bit against him, Guru. Is he good enough to uh, salute the judge first up? Well, he's definitely good enough to salute the judge first up. But, um, yeah, he's he's freshened up, no trial, drawn the widest gate. Lactar's naturally a fairly defensive jockey. So from barrier 11, mm. I think there's a big chance that uh, he could end up near last, just about, to be honest with you. Um, the two drawn on his outside, Dunbar with the blinkers on, showed some gate speed last start. And Rapid Dora probably does drop out. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, look, I, I, I'm $4.70, Captain Chaos, uh, but this I found to be just a nightmare rate, race to price, to be honest with you. Like you got so many just variables. Do you forgive Cam Peasy after it was threes to two bucks? Yeah. Uh, the trial was pretty good, like, but yeah. that's trial. There's a difference between well, trial and So what was, what was the post-race? Sore legs. That, to me, is a concern if that's the real story. I was actually going to message um, the, old, uh, one of the owners and, the, and ask The official him, like, party line was... Elevated heart, heart rate and sore legs. legs yeah. yeah, yeah, sore legs worries me. That's something that I don't know. But yeah, at his best, has, has trialed since. Has yep. trialed and yeah. trialed well since. Um, you've then got Dark Mission first up for Luke Fernie. It's a horse whose best run. It runs like Winks. Um, first up every campaign, then it runs like the Slug after that. So, <laughs> uh, if Luke can get it to reproduce the same, it's yeah, it's definitely not impossible. Dunbar, I thought was huge last up from the Breeze, but it's getting on twelve, hard to have. Blinkers um, on. Recharge is one that's well over my price. I think it might stay well over my price, but it's been so big. Massive. Uh, I just don't know how many more wins Recharge with with. Uh, the nine-year-old's got in those legs. And Lone Hand Larry's one I think people are going to forget about. It was good on a heavy eight last start where nothing really made any ground that race. But, um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. For the sake of a tip at the moment, this has already drifted sevens to 15, sevens to 14s. I think it will just keep going. Oh, this debut campaign, he's almighty. It was meant to be anything. It never really got to those type of heights. I, I thought the two trials were huge. And mm. I don't like backing horses just off trials. But no, from the gate, if they can hold a spot, the fact that it's had two trials, it should be ready to go first up. If it gets out the twenty dollars plus, it might be one to consider. But um, no, I'm I'm gonna be happy to have a bet on Betfair on something wild. I hope crazy money comes for a Captain Chaos so we get some big prices elsewhere. Are we are we certain the Zephyr Queen's gonna hold up from gate one? Uh we had a good result, Zephyr Queen. Mm. Last that. Uh, she's a, they'll, they'll she's try a, to, but she's, she's a good mare uh, rallying in front, isn't she? Like, she is, yeah. but she's um misses the kick quite often so mm. if uh paul harvey shows some tenacity on on peppy jackie could cross but um i don't think there's anything in the race it'll be that desperate to cross her so even if she misses a little she might be able to muster up and, and hold the top but um drier track harder race yeah this isn't hers for mine the drying track is uh is really as you said earlier we're really locked into wet track mode at the moment but mm. it's uh it's going to be an improving track on saturday pete yeah yeah i i <laughs> Really found this very tough for a lot of the reasons you've already outlined. There's just so many different angles to approach it. There's all these queries. I was probably angling to having a small bet on Lone Hand Larry. Mm -hmm. And that's probably all I'll be able to do in this race until I actually get on course and I get all of you of these. At that stage, it. you can see if, because she probably ends up, yeah. I think I had her three back the fence because she's drawn two, but it's effectively one because Zephyr Queen's yeah. in the race. So, yeah, if the fence is playing really nicely, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be the spot to be. But you can tell by by that stage of the day. Yeah, you need exactly. to rush in at the 10 bucks. You're probably going to get that late. So, um, yeah, geez. Yeah, for me, Captain Chaos, best horse in the race. If if he's turns up breathing fire with a reasonable running transit, he could blow him away. But it's all like, about the ride. But like, mm -hmm. uh, like Pete, I'm sort of thinking that this could be a bit of a Lone Hand Larry type mm. situation at the double figures. Um, just sort of just got a lot – off balance and was running around a bit on that really heavy track the other day and he he was absolutely bolting and running and it looked like how far on straightening and then when lucy went for him he sort of lost his wheels started to spin a bit uh prior to that his his run was outstanding one of the runs of the day and that that third placing uh that was back from a first run back from a freshen up behind uh, olga louisa over 1000 meters I think on a drying track, blinkers on from a low draw. Uh, Lone Hand Larry, I think, is just about ready to peak. But in saying that, I think that Captain Chaos has a bit on these. Um, Dunbar, blinkers on, tactics, interesting from the 
from gate 12 after Pikey elected to roll forward and sit outside leader last start. I think cover is kind of crucial for Dunbar. So might they might snag or, or look for try and get a three wide line trail or something like that. And, and they know it's not good enough to probably snag and yep. win. I think he'll think oh, I'm gonna have to ride a good race here to win yep. this one. And that might bring Captain Chaos into the race if if uh Lacta decides to follow the wizard everywhere he goes. But for mine, I think I think Pete's sort of swimming in the right areas here with uh Lone Hand Larry at the double figures. Could be the go for me as well. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a big chance I might end up in a similar uh bot. Boat. Boat? <laughs> Spot, is, steady now. Uh, we're doing well though, time wise. We're getting through this nice, and I feel like we're being informative as well. Mm. It's good. All right, let's find, we'll finally finish. So it's been a bit of an up and down day. We really like Silk and I think Will Chino will win, but the rest of the races, I'm a bit umming and ahhing with the last two. We come home strong, you lads. All right, we've got a gust of wind. Oh, look out. Race eight is the Nawini Stakes, a $100,000 feature, rating 78 plus handicap. This is a very oddly handicapped race. And I just before we start, I've spoken to the to the to the racing department about this and suggested these sort of wedge races should be eighty four plus races, I believe, because um, you're you're and if imagine if this was an eighty four plus with a sixty two top weight, it would be a much better race. So if you take out Red Publisher. Uh, who is a 76 rater, everything rates 85 and above. And I think the, this this is almost a uh, – it's it's a, it's between a 78-plus and a black type race. And I think this – the fact that it's a 78-plus with a maximum top weight has, has basically buggered up the, the – has buggered up the scale and uh, has impacted this race um, negatively. So if these sort of wedge races, the, the, the Narwini stakes and even that um, uh, celebration sprint that was on the other day, if they can be – 84 plus races, sort of halfway between 78 and halfway between the 90 of a list. I think they can be much better quality and much better betting races as well. Because at the moment, we've got Last of the Line 62, Missile Launch 62, and Too Close to Sun 62. They're all the same weight, but Last of the Line rates 94, Missile Launch rates 98, and Too Close to Sun rates 101. So the, the weight doesn't it's not tethered to their rating, mm. so it's anyway. That's my little rant for this race, but it's an interesting, interesting discussion all the same. But I think if we can be a little bit innovative in the way that we scale these races, we can end up with a better betting medium. Guru, this race in particular, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. <clears throat> you, you see the number sixty-two next to a horse, and that can turn people off straight away. One thing I want you to do is look at this race, right? And let's let's be on. Red Publisher gets ten and a half kilos on last of the line for a one-length uh, defeat last campaign, right? Mm. I'm not tipping Red Publisher. I think <laughs> the old legs aren't capable of winning a race like this. So I'm basically just going to put. I've just not helping what I'm about to say, but I'm putting a line through Red Publisher, okay? Yeah. So let's say the bottom weight is that's funny as, okay? Let's say that's the bottom weight. If I change this and said that's funny as has 54, too close to sun has 58 and a half, and last line has 58 and a half, you're thinking new beauty, you know? It's the 62 which is which is concerning you, but the bottom weight isn't really 54. It's 57 and a half here. Yeah. That's the thing. The 62, it's four and a half kilos above the only other horse with a chance, um, well, above if, if we're discounting Red Publisher, as I said. So me saying all this means Red Publisher is basically immoral now, isn't it? <laughs> um, but the 62 here, like, especially for obviously too close to sun, is a um, – yeah, it's a gift. So, I um, yeah, I'm 
I'm amazed too close to Sunny's and a, a really, really short price favourite here, to be honest. Uh, there obviously is the risk. It's had no trial and had trials first up other campaigns. But dearie me, first up last time in Perth, it was on a slow tempo, which I don't think suits. Took a sit behind Red Can Man and um, nearly held out Inspirational Girl. Behind it was, and this is over a sprint journey, behind it was Cup Night and um, Red Can Man, as I said, and Uni Time, I think. It was yeah. A, Really good race. Prior, I mean, prior first up runs and only the other two times it's carried 60, it was it was a winner as well. Uh, other first up runs have been huge. One first up at 1,700. Um, not in a strong race, but one well. Um, That's a young horse, yeah. As a younger yeah. horse, it's only getting better and better. It ran second in a in a railway stakes when, as I said, it had to take a park and probably didn't get the run it wanted to that day either. So Brad Will is a heavyweight jockey. Um, yeah, I, I think he sits right behind. That's funny as. And who's in the breeze? Um, reflectivity reflectivity um, they probably lead and breeze he parks on the back uh, of that's funny as last of the line probably just about one ones mm. on the back of uh, reflectivity and um, yeah the winner comes from that pair but um, very simply I think too close to sun is just a better horse at the same weight hey oh there was a face there nothing for me in this race I was leaning more towards last of the line, just over too close to sun. You got a two-horse racer? Yeah. I, did, did you do own Montalina? I do. What did you think? There's still five or six, but how is this five or six dollars with a non-claiming? No, because they on? look in the ownership and they yeah. just want to keep it safe. Respect. Oh, yeah. Look, I. she's clearly a miler or more for me, and she will be giving the better horses in this field a head start. Um, she's got... She only gets two of- kilos off him as well. And she's got Romolu's claim. Well, actually, no, that's right. They can't claim. So. Oh. Yeah, what, what's an odd? What's happened there? They think they were claiming. <laughs> no. There was a previous engagement. In- Chris oh. Parnham? Chris Parnham. Yep. He but he's suspended. suspended. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, okay. um, obviously, Lacta Romolu's riding some of the trickier horses for Neville particularly well. So, we thought... Give him a little bit of a crack. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't mind the book. Link is on as well. I'm not sure they'll make a great deal of difference. Oh, yeah. It need to improve 10 lengths. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was she was poor. I wouldn't say she was awful first up, but obviously lost a bit of momentum, probably a bit inconclusive. She's not a 1,200-meter horse anyway. No, though, exactly. surely. Exactly. But she still went horribly. The one thing 650. I can, the one yeah. thing I can – yeah, she, well, she went up mm. five bucks, I think. The one thing yeah. I can tell you is she was a, a nightmare in the yard. Absolute nightmare in the yard. So she yeah. might have ran a race before she got out there. Yeah, um, which was uh, exactly what she's done on a number of occasions. So we'll just see what happens. But, yeah, it's the first time I'll be seeing her in, in quite a while. So fingers crossed. Good luck, Peter. Hope she runs a really nice second. To last the line. To, too close. Last the line. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, you just look at the other ones in the market. Like, true attraction, I ha- you have to have third favourite. But it's off the back of a poor run, 2,100 down to 1,400. 21 down to 1,600 would be a different story for me. Mm. But it's And it's still 58.5 kilos. So it's going to be back last behind a few that I reckon will be stopping. That's funny. As of a freshen up, won't have the fitness to beat these horses. Um, I mean, Red Publisher is $16. Reflectivity is 9. It's only going to find the breeze for mine. Montalina, 650. I'm significantly longer. Um, my fourth favourite is Miss Hole Launch, actually. I'm, I'm $13 Miss Hole Launch. So the 35 is wild. But... I just don't think Missile Launch can out-sprint either too close to Sun or last of the line. So I, I, that 13 is probably too thin. I should have that longer. But yeah, too close to the Sun for me, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm beaten by last of the line. But um, I'm, I'm definitely in the too close to Sun basket. Last of the line for me. Uh, flip of the coin really had them both 350 apiece, but uh, last of the line. Uh, Do you back and save? 
don't know. What are we talking at the moment? They're both about four bucks. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. The thing with Last of the Line is I imagine Stephen Miller's got him sort of headed towards a Hannon's. That's usually his go, isn't it? Like, likes to set a horse for a Calgary feature. Does, um, how forward will he be at this stage of his campaign if he's, if he's that? And it looks like he sort of was just building nicely over at the finish of that 1200 meters after not really being knocked around in his trial beforehand. Um, either way, I think if, um, if they both turn up, um, I think last of the line is the horse to beat too close to the sun. Gee, sometimes Do you think he, he out sprints him or why, why is this horse ran second in a railway stakes? Yeah, he's a year, I, I'm he's, taking it personally. Yeah, yeah. I feel like no, I'm no. Taking it personally, which is fine because I'm going to take. I'm going to mm-hmm. take things personally. He's a year older though, uh, too close to the sun, so he just gets better. With last, last line was just, like you, baby. Last line was just coming through the the grace. He hasn't had had his opportunity at that level. But I know what you're saying the best. Second two, question is: Did last of the line just have a peak prep? Perhaps, we'll but he's but he's, but he's figures. All his figures have been good since day one, though, haven't they, Pete? Oh, yeah, yeah, they've been yeah, they've been yeah. good, um, but they haven't been railway stakes second. That was my concern with Montalina. Mm-hmm. I don't have that concern with Last of the Line. Yeah, yeah, okay. I like the last fifty meters from Last of the Line and yeah. the Bolton too. I feel like Ryan Hill never really got clear running, and then they sort of been squeezed up in the straight. So, um, yeah. Good, yeah, good contest. Uh, flip the coin for me, last of the line on top, big fan of the horse. Too close to Sun. Uh, as Terry said, second in a railway, fourth in the Kingston Town, can throw in the occasional. He, Lindsay Smith does ask a lot of this horse sometimes, mm. doesn't he? Like he pushes him, really, really pushes this horse. What I want to know is, is he a 1,400 metre, 1,600 metre, 800 metre horse or is he a stayer? Because every time interview? Lindsay last Towards the end of last prep, they actually interviewed him. He said, oh, I always thought this was a stay, but I might have got it wrong. This this bloke could be a miler. Yeah. Like the races he's running over the shorter courses, um, yeah, I, I might have got it wrong. So every time they, you know, every time they try to stretch him, he, he bangs out really hard. He's putting mm-hmm. some really sort of wild. He carries weight as yeah. well, though. He, two yeah. two times of the 60 kilos carry well. The funny thing with last um this race is I just mentioned that's funny as and um reflectivity. They could be the two horses that decide this race. Mm. So let's put um, too close to the sun on the back of that's funny as last of the line on the back of reflectivity. Mm-hmm. If um, that's funny as is gone and too close to the sun is getting held up while reflectivity gives a kick and uh, last of the line peels off and goes, I don't think like, too close to the sun is going to pick up, up. two lengths back of last of the line and go. And on the other end of the spectrum, if that's funny as gets a really nice kick, too close to the sun doesn't lose any momentum, peels out under the neck of reflectivity, I don't think that last of the line will necessarily run it down. So, mm. um, yeah, you are relying on those two runners in front of you. I don't think, especially too close to the sun, you don't want him stopped in his tracks to pick up and sprint again. I agree. So. Uh, two smart horses on the rise, and I expect to see both of Last of the Line and Too Close to the Sun featuring prominently in feature races to come this season. So yes. for me, Too Close uh, Last of the Line, Pete. I'll go Last of the Line, but no real conviction. Uh, Terry, Too Close to the Sun, okay. good value at around the four bucks. I'm two fifty and four dollars. That was my market as well, so I'm really cleared out with those two. Um, so yeah, those people that want to play it safely, you could just about back and safe. Uh, but more importantly, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel, not the Mundaring Hotel, Market <laughs> City Meats, Get Out Steaks <laughs> competitions. <laughs> BJ, Pete, yes, S T E A K S. Ah, yes, it's the yeah, oh, <laughs> oh dear me, the I've ex- had a nightmare there. The extremely, extremely popular Get Out Steaks, S T E A K. Yes, brought to uh, brought to you and by eighty eight times. Brought, yeah, that's right. <laughs> brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. 
located out there at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, legend of the game. Him and his team run the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you for all your small goods requirements. Congratulations to episode 87 winner, Lockie Dennis. Now, Lockie has been... I reckon he is a 1-1 original, Terry, yes. and he has entered the Get Out Stakes every episode, and he finally broke through, broke maiden status uh, last Saturday. He, he goes well, uh, 88th up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does, actually. He uh, he got the stakes last Saturday when he locked in Regal Magic by the exact 0 0.30 length margin. Terry, you weren't far away in your prediction. Yeah, I either. thought I might have won him. You, I think you were 0 0.49 or something like that. So you were oh, you were close. close. Tommy Wolf went within an inch of winning both the Mastermind oh. and the Get Out Stakes Has that been number one week. Uh, Nichols might have done that, might he? No, nah, I don't know about that. But yeah, Goat's gone quiet, hasn't he? He has gone quiet. Yeah, where are you, he needs to lift. Sean, mm. if you're Sean Nichols, the goat, if you're out there, you need to lift, Matt. Uh, so, Lockie Dennis, congratulations to you and uh, uh, hard-earned get-out stakes victory last that day. Now, to enter this week's edition, hit us up at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win the get-out stakes. That's race nine at Belmont on Saturday. The winner and a decimal margin, two decimal places preferred. Pete, don't forget the Sam White rule. First in best. Dressed? Yes. Done. He's too good in his pistol. He's just a smart operator. I've often <laughs> said that. I've just often said that. He, he's just a, uh, he's an astute gentleman. He's got his leather jacket on. He does. He or his Harley Davidson here, or his push bike, I think it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just looking look the part. Yeah. And uh, yes, uh, race nine at Belmont on Saturday. Who wins? Oh, hang on. Before we start, before we, oh. before we start the race, this race is called... The congratulations on your career, Peter Hall, handicap. Mm. Peter Hall, the new Cups King of Western Australia. I believe he's going to be officially hanging up the boots after next Sunday's Broom Cup, which is fitting because he has been a stalwart of the Broom racing season for a long, long time. He will be having his last Metropolitan ride in this race on Sunday. He'll be riding so well for his old mate, Steve Wolf. But Peter Hall, he is now transitioning to be the riding master or jockey coach, I believe, taking over from Jeremy Huswit, who is retired. Peter Hall is now going to be uh, uh, working with our junior riders, our apprentice jockeys, and uh, we wish Peter all the best in his new uh, role with racing and wagering Western Australia. But what's your what's your peak Peter Hall moment, Guru? My peak Peter Hall moment? Oh, geez. Um, there's a few, but it's probably got to be the uh, – I didn't really enjoy it all that much, no, to be honest. I, didn't, yeah. I know where you're going with this <laughs> yeah, one. I don't really enjoy it. The big prices action the whole way through for the Ooh. Perth Cup. Um, I think it was sort of 30s, 20s, 15s, 10s, 5s. Started about 3 bucks, I think, 2 3 bucks, And star exhibit. I think I think I, went, I think I went again, like, just before they jumped on action as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was, I think top of the straight, it was all <laughs> over. And uh, Peter Hall had other ideas. But, um, no, nah, probably I, I really enjoyed I didn't back it, but I really enjoyed cheering for uh, Delicacy in the South Australian Derby. Yeah. Group one success over there. It was great that Bob gave Pete that ride as well. So that'll be mine. Um, I'm going to make an early call, though. He'll ride again. Really? I reckon. I yeah. don't know him at all. I'm just yeah, saying. That's just the, I don't know. I think he's still riding well enough. He, to what me, are, when they interview him, he's still on his belly. Why don't we ask him? 
Well, you reckon get him on? I reckon next Thursday, Peter Hall must be on the show. Surely. Extremely popular Pete followed by extremely popular Pete. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's get him in the hallway. I reckon we'll, we'll just that. get him on the phone. But <laughs> we'll, it's okay. we'll get him on the phone. But uh, Peter Hall, uh, what a what a great job he's done, especially in the, the latter stages of his of his career. Like he's as um, Terry said, he's he went to Adelaide and won two Group Ones over there. Uh, that if for the listeners, if you haven't seen P Hall's ride on Star Exhibit in the Perth Cup. Just watch that race and just zero in on that was the most incredible riding display. And it was just it was almost like an act of God that 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 ride. Uh, that was incredible act stuff. Of God. It was. If you watch everything from the position he found himself in going out the straight the first time, for him to win from that position, basically he everything had to go right and he had to make the exact precise move correctly and he was just it was surgical the way that he did it and he got the got the result he also won uh the perth cup for his father alan on black tom back in the day as well um peak pee hole moment for you pistol oh it's delicacy at uh at ascot yeah perth cup yeah perth cup yeah that was phenomenal it was that uh last time she raced too wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, exactly but that was just a I think he was very emotional. I think there was just a lot of emotion on course anyway. And obviously the horse had drifted out very late to a very backward price. I think what 270, 280 was almost available there. And I think that was one of my first really big bets as a punter. I just kept loading into the price and mm-hmm. very special horse. And yeah, was I think- 10 HY? Yeah, no, no, something, like, something like that. Yeah. But uh, he's also just been one of the, the great gentlemen and characters of WA racing. I, I, there was that period where he was even doing a bit of work with Sky during the carnival. Yeah, and he, yeah, he did an outstanding yeah. job yeah. then. Uh, I've always enjoyed listening to him, you know, whether it's been on the radio or post-race interviews, he's always been very good with his insights. So it's exciting that our younger riders are going to have someone of his caliber to work with over the coming years. Yeah, seems very respectful as well when they um when they interview him. He's uh yeah, he seems very thankful for all the opportunities, especially Bob's given him over the journey yeah. and whatnot. One so thing I admired with very likable with man. Peter Hall is he he knew how to play the game in a way that he could be third string or fourth string with a series of different stables, and then when his opportunity arrived through suspension, injury, bad luck, or whatever, he was there, and he always seemed to make the most of those moments. Well, so that was that was almost like. His calling card mm. uh, in, the, in the last decade or so, he was like four. He's a big race rider. He's a big. He's a people see him as a big yeah. race rider, and yeah. that's the thing. They're not afraid to throw him throwing the ball when you need a, a big overbold. You know, mm. so um, yeah, sadly missed. But um, I'm going to go the imagine, other way. We'll imagine, if, again. imagine if he gets he goes out with a broom cart victory next next Saturday. Now, that'd be uh, well, that'd be something. That'd be uh, that would be that would be a, <laughs> that'd be a mood, Hollywood, would be Hollywood like, moment. Would it? it be on Deception Game? I think I'm really following. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think Sean McGrady might be going up to ride Staden, which one? Oh, the, yeah, uh, they've got uh, a head on yeah, but um, anyway, in this last race, I'll tell you what, his Peter's man here is well over my price. Um, yeah, so it was a, a surprising figure for me here. Um, it's not the way I'm going, really, but um, yeah, I'm $7.50, so well, it's currently 15 bucks. so um, surprised that it's a little bit longer. So Pete can go out with a winner here. This is his final race in town. Correct. Um, yeah, so anyway, which uh, where, where are you looking, Pistol? I must be honest, I haven't actually finished the race yet. Uh, oh, okay. I like to go through, I think I said last time. It's a real lack of respect for Peter Hall. But that's well, okay. it is. I, I actually <laughs> don't look at the jockey's names when I go through for the first time. But 
that's okay. Um, that was an unnecessary cheap shot, wasn't it? By you? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. We, was, I'm trying to watch the rowing in the background. So oh. We've got lane five. Are we Just winning? the water. Hasn't started yet. Just started. Isn't uh, Matthew Hill doing a great job calling the rowing? All Matthew the, Hill. All the yeah. is doing a great job. Yeah. 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 I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Big time. Stroke, stroke, stroke. I also get a little bit like itchy, but I think I'm still on course betting in play. It's like, no, it's It's been a good distraction from the uh, West Coast Eagles. I'll give you the tip, Terry. Yeah, so there's been a, a lot of uh, Olympic viewing this week. Uh, Back to Pistol the race. Uh, Lollipop Lane, I've been following the last two starts. Waiting? But, waiting. I wouldn't say waiting. I went off a little bit early first up. Half cocked. Mm, that's that's <laughs> what she said. I was... <laughs> And I, I finished <laughs> That's what not said. quite in second, but managed to – no, I don't know. What yeah. <laughs> Lollipop Lane had paraded outstanding first up, led very fast tempo, slowed down in the fourth. corner, and they kept finding on the line. I actually thought it was still very good. Last start – that was a bizarre race. It was a very strange race. That was, a, I, which that is, was about as strange as it gets. It's partially why I haven't done this race because I want to go back and have a look at all of the replays again. I just haven't watched that out. race. Oh, it's yeah. just so ugly. No, there, was a four, there was a four-wide line from the 1400. Yep. <laughs> just watching, like, Lactar made a move on Alkaline and I, I was on. I was actually on Aragon in that race and, like, if someone told me Aragon was going to be back last in the run, I'd be spewing. But on the turn, I did not have any concerns because yeah. it just had to be the fittest last horse. Start. Well, the base of the horses didn't do the work. And you had and, Chris um, Parnham on as well. He was and we had Chrissy Parnham. Yeah. It was, that, was, that was probably the best ride of the day mm. because everyone else sort of panicked. It was a real pike ride, to yeah. be honest. But, um, Peter? Lollipop. Lollipop. Yeah, you were talking about Lollipop. Lollipop. Ooh. Lollipop. It'll be like taking candy from a baby. Yeah. Very good. I uh, guess that's probably the main thing for me. I don't think there's a whole heap of speed in this race. So really, Cash can just put the horse out in front, put it to sleep, time it right, and it might just be the fittest. There's a lot of back markers here. Mm. There's a lot that have drawn wide. How's Kina Kutu or Tina Kutu? It's almost impossible, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, it, of course, it can win, but what price do you assign it? Can it? <laughs> I don't know if it can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, that that's my my one observation of this race. Uh, You're right, Pete. You're right, Pete. Because yeah. I I like all man, and all man is usually a midfield back horse, but it's almost going to land in the first four, five, six in running here yeah. from from this draw. This or the way that the this race is going to shape, unless you get a few surprise packets, maybe a choose freedom goes forward. They'll or, try it, but it doesn't jump. All that yeah, well. or, or Darcy like, could maybe, roll forward maybe again. Maybe an overthought might go forward, but um, it was really good last start with the worked, sit over yeah. the staying journey. So but you know, but you know what I mean. Like the if you if you think if you map this how you think horses are going to be ridden to their strengths, then there's no there's no real speed. I so the keys are two thousand. It's just yeah. such an awkward starting position at Belmont. So yeah, a lot of those wide true. draws, they basically have to go right. We jump well and we go forward, or we jump okay or iffy and Snag. we go back. Yeah. So Blazing Kazar E two is the one that could cross it. But, yeah, um, but Jags is not going to ride the ears off the lead either. So no, it, it and they will bruise. ride the ears off uh, lollipop lane. What have they been doing with Able Day and E three lately? Oh, it? it's last time was super. It just needs it needs four five. You need to back it fifth up yeah. into a prep midway. You can do a win one for you. Okay. Um, but yeah, it won't get a run these three. I thought so. Lollipop Lane leads. I've, I've almost got Darcel rolling forward. Yep. Aragain gets a really sweet run, and yep. all man's going to be sort of thereabouts in in that sort of first bunch as well. So from there, it's sort of 
I don't know. It feels like a bit of an arrogant all all man type race. What do you think, Terry? Uh, this is this is an actual moral, I think. And Lollipop Lane, I don't think can possibly lose. So that'll do me. Well, that's great. We keep lining up. I we think have it, lined up a lot today, haven't we? We, we did that. A few I just weeks wanted ago. to let everyone because this is this is the bet I'm most excited <laughs> yeah. about for the day. Like this, it's funny. I look at the noms before jockeys are named, and I saw this was in from one. And I was like, well, I've got to go through because Buster Bash was still in the noms. And I was like, if there's any speed on, it's not a very quick horse lollipop lane early. It has to really be muscled through. I was like, if there's other speed in this, I'll probably avoid it. But if not, I hope they put an apprentice on and get him with 51 here and just roll to the top and off they go. There is no speed because all the speed is E2, A3, even E1 a little Mm. bit. Darcel, I think, will be happy just to meander forward. Um, So, yeah, watch this first 50, 60, 80 metres closely. Watch Kesh ride the ears off this thing to try and get it out in front and get there comfortably. And um, with the 51, this is fit as a fiddle. Um, It's led twice in its three times. In its career, um, they were all over staying journeys. Yeah, a win by two and a half, a win by one and a half, and the other one was that first up run where I just simply think I don't think it's really all that possible to win first up leading at a hot tempo unless you've yeah, and you're a European trainer. It's real, really difficult to do on, especially on a heavy eight. So almost need to forgive that one. Um, yeah, this is this has got to be favourite. Lollipop Lane has to be favourite for me. Wow. 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 We got. That's it. That's all I have to say. Currently $14 best available. Sports bet's 14 yeah. I, yeah, I think the 12 is good. I, I expect there to be an avalanche of late money as well. So I'm very happy locking this in each way current price. And I had no intention of backing so war, but I'm going to have to have something on so war at that price. Sentimentality. Third favourite. Yeah, and, and you just feel if someone's going to – it's going to be Peter Hall. It it's going to be yeah. Peter Hall that's going to win the race named after it. himself. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that doesn't cost me much at that price to, to have a, a few bucks on. So, um yeah, Lollipop Lane, 12, 13 bucks. That's moral. Morals, that's probably a stretch. You said that, though. That's, I did say <laughs> that. Yeah, I did say that. I'm just so excited when Pete started talking about no, it. But, let's uh, face it. There's like, what, 20 odd market percentage points for Tina Kutu? Yeah. All that has to go somewhere. Yeah, that has to go somewhere. And Crisaro, for me, is well under the yeah, odds for a horse. It's not jumping. Well. Yeah. Uh, Pikey gave that a 10 out of 10. There was a lane at Belmont that midweek. Yeah, yeah, it where, was on the inside. Oh, there was just that one little like, strip, and Pikey got. Conquered Apple zone. Schnapps, yep. Conquered Zone, and Crisaro through that lane. He outrode him. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it can't win, but um, I'm a little bit surprised he probably hasn't gone for Sugar Kane. But yeah, look, I, yeah, Sluice Box isn't a stayer. Um, Overthought's going super. There's just old man, as BJ said, will get a nice run and just struggles, finds it hard to win. Weird, I just, yeah. I love these type of road. Pete said it so well. The horse out in front can just be very hard to catch, yeah. especially with the 51. It's now fit. I reckon this will be backed off the map. Okay. This Not, it won't be for the first time either. But I've got a question for you guys. What Was there a tactical announcement last start? Or were we expecting it to lead last start? It tried start? to lead. Watch Tra- replay. Yeah. yeah. Did it try to lead? It's not. Yeah. Good. It just some days doesn't jump that well. Uh, it jumped super for Kesh first start, which gives me some more confidence. Yeah. But it's a horse that we, the thing is with Lollipop Lane, we, it's a leader though. Yeah. We could do our dosh yeah. in the first 50 meters yeah. if it step, if it doesn't step. Okay. You know, and something it meanders in front of it. But um, yeah, the first 50 meters, this race is everything. Yeah, I don't have a huge amount of uh, – I'm listening to you guys. I don't have a huge amount of faith in Lollipop Lane, not really one of my horses, but I'll, I'll listen to the uh, the smartest men in the room. For me, I just think this feels – it feels like a all-man Aragain. Yeah, you guys. Uh, all-man Aragain type race. So I might have something on Aragain save all-man. I think they're going to get the right runs following uh, Lollipop Lane. Uh, if it, Lollipop Lane stretches them out, they're both reasonable staying types. If it turns into a slugfest, I think either one of those can maybe get over the top of Lollipop Lane lately. That uh, late. that is the way I am going. But the boys here, 
Very keen. Lollipop Lane, Keshaw Duran in the Get Out Stakes. Jeez, oh, I hope Pete has a good day on the punt on uh, on Saturday. We're on a lot of the same things. You're looking at me confused. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Plus, I like you, Pete, and I want you to go well. <laughs> except, except if you find one that Terry doesn't think is a very good bet, then, yeah. he'll, then he'll tell you. Even if, even if it wins. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Oz? Trade him. But, yeah, so let's take a break. We'll come back with our best bets, our lays, and our maddies for now when he stakes day. We are back with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. Let's... Throw to our guest, Pistol Pete Antons. What's your bet fair best, mate? It would be Silken Eyes because I think it'll start shorter. Um, I still want a little bit more juice and hopefully I get it over the next 24, 48 hours, but uh, wait and see. But uh, the other bet that I'll obviously be having is Lollipop Lane, so they'll, they'll be my best. <laughs> bet fair best, Terry? Silken Eyes and Lollipop Lane. <laughs> Twinsies. I have no idea. Look at this. I've actually written it down. Silken eyes, but I'm like, but at two forty, I've got a dollar ninety-five. I'm four seventy. Lollipop Lane. It's twelves. So that's basically. I was going to say something similar. Yeah. Silken eyes is my bet for the best as well. Look at that. You can't win now, can it? Three, <laughs> three of us on. Can, Mad- it, can it carry the hundred and eighty to victory? Madness. So we're that's looking for horses currently twenty-one dollars and above, <laughs> or twenty to one in the old pistol Pete. I'm not going to throw out Arnie's boy. Yes, you are. <laughs> So I'll throw out defending in race two and Oof. Luke's choice in race one. They're both just under 20 out in the current price, but they'll they'll drift out there somewhere. Yeah. Bet, bet fair on the yeah. exchange, yeah. Bet late. Bet smarter. With bet fair. <laughs> You're Maddie Terry. Uh yeah, we'll go with um we'll go with Arnie's Arnie's boy. I've got a bit of a random Maddie here. Uh, you mentioned it in the your Spiel Terry. I think Recharger will win one soon. Maybe not on a Saturday, but on a midweek if he finds the right race for it. Maybe one of those Zero Metro win races. But um, Recharger racing enormous. Mm-hmm. It's currently twenty six dollars. Will probably be longer on the day. Here's my Maddie in race seven. Probably gets a one one top spot as well. I think. I think Recharger could be the one that's really missed on Betfair late. Yep. So I'm fourteen bucks. So I like that page. Lay Pete. Tina Kutu should have. <laughs> should be in double figures. Should be in. I wouldn't say triple figures. That's probably a bit extreme, but double figures. So Tina Q2, 61 kilos, which we call the barrier 18, which will be barrier 14 in, when, after scratching. Yeah. Difficult ride for Stiff. an apprentice. Stiff. Stiff. That's yeah, the major Stiff. issue. the place. Yeah, yeah, difficult ride for an apprentice. starts? Just, yeah. He doesn't, I, I think so. he's been, yeah. I 100% hope so. He'd be flat if that scratched. I don't um, know. It, just feel, it doesn't seem like a good setup for Tina Q2. Anyway, you're late. Like good setup, uh, I've got Tina Kuta written down, so that seems a bit. Uh, so I'm just going to lay Pete's horse as well. We'll lay Mont- we'll all up Montalina, <laughs> Tina Kuta, the place. So, yeah, we'll lay, the, lay the place all up. All right. Uh, my lay, I, I think Will Chino is just better more. I think Express Time, four, currently 420, maybe a bit of 450. I think Express Time is my lay in race three of the day. Yeah. I don't mind that. Uh, so, yeah, that brings now when he stakes a preview to a close. Terry. Very good stuff. Thank you again, Peter. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you've tipped extremely well today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking forward to going a bit of a luncheon now with the lads. Are we? Yeah. Uh, good. The Crip and uh, I think Dane and Brad, I think a few of the, few of the Christy Nelson, a few of the lads coming along for a couple of quiet ones this afternoon. Make sure you tune in here a little bit of a hungover. Terry on the Betfair Edge tomorrow. That'll be entertaining for all. But uh, no, it was a pleasure once again, Peter. And um, we hope to 
see you in Perth again soon. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pete. Thanks for uh, chiming in with the mastermind as well. That was uh, that was good stuff. Yeah, controversial. Yes. Yeah. Ter Terry's question. He's been a bit. <laughs> oh, that was a good question. Terry's question was a bit. I don't know. That's bullshit. A bit ho hum. <laughs> yeah. That's bullshit. Anyway, th <laughs> thank you, Peter. Anytime. Uh, BJ, thank you for everything as always. Just uh, it's always a pleasure to sit here with you on a Thursday morning, and uh, which always turns into the afternoon, and um, and chew the fat. Um, hopefully we can get P Hall on next week. We haven't actually spoke to him, but um, that would be a great the little chat P. to P. have another add to our uh, lengthy list of um, quality interviews we've had. Thoroughly enjoyed them. So um, good luck to everybody having a bet over the weekend. Uh, good luck to Michael Eaton and Scotty Embry who are up to Carnarvon for six races on uh, Sunday. Sounds like a, uh, yeah, a good day that the lads will have out there at the uh, in the northwest. And um, until next week for episode. So 89 on the 1-1. One, one.